0: I'm Rizlar.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep.
2: Oh, there we have it. Of... Oh, was that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the Value Pack. <music> and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Value Pack uh yeah i got nothing let's jump right into it our guest today jeffy the wise from reddit thanks for joining us jeffy
0: <laughs> hello hello
2: now uh why don't, for people who uh may not know who you are what you do just kind of give a brief introduction of yourself and how long you've been playing the game you know what class you play what you enjoy doing that sort of stuff
0: so i'm a witch in barcode I was originally playing a wizard in Man Up starting way back at launch. Um, I'm a life skiller, I'm a streamer, and I'm really into large-scale PvP. So, Node Wars and Sieges, that's my jam.
3: You don't like 1v1s on your watch?
0: <laughs> no. I. In general, I don't enjoy open-world PvP or 1v1s. I don't think the rule set in video really facilitates for good content there.
3: Um, I'm kind of curious, with, you, so you were in Manup, Up, like, how long were you in Man Up? From like the beginning of Man Up days when the servers merged?
0: Um, Not quite the beginning, but around the Media expansion, I went from my friend's guild of people who thought they would enjoy BDO to let's actually join a PvP guild. So I was in Man Up before Node Wars started, and I was there for the whole gatekeeper mm-hmm. memes and good times back then. Okay, and then
3: and then man up got gutted by the entire server, and you switched over to barcode immediately. And how did that go? Not how was a, that transition?
0: Not exactly how I remember it, but uh, I did enjoy transitioning from a, a late stage man up, was really trying to avoid PvP, into barcode, which was on its way back from death and felt more like an up and coming siege guild. They were in Serendia at the time. But you
4: tried out a bunch of different guilds yeah. though, right?
0: Yeah, I think I tried... Like, I think I remember you
2: being guilds. in like, HeHeXD and like a couple other guilds. I think you were in Corrupt. Victorious,
0: like, like, Corrupt. Yeah, I, I tried yeah. them all, but uh, I really clicked with the barcode people. And so um, after a month or two of War Heroine before War Heroes was a thing, I asked the barcode guys if I could join, and they said, yeah.
3: Um, so kind of recently in Barco, this a, I just found this out the other day. Um, Kinetic transferred GM to Kai, the shadow GM. <gasps>
0: no, is that true? Uh, we moved the red border, yes. It wasn't really <laughs> a, much of a change, the, the right. operations were already being mostly handled by officers. It's just Kinetic doesn't have the, the time to push all of the GM exclusive buttons that Kai does. So it'll be easier for us to do CTG plays and follow the Shot Caller around. I've, yeah. I've
2: never been in barcode, but I always heard from people that were in barcode that Kai basically like runs everything. I always wondered why he wasn't GM, if that's true.
0: Um, Kai's the main Shot Caller, which is very different from running everything. Of course, he's involved in officer decisions. We've got a pretty big officer corps. And we do spread the load out a lot, but everyone thinks it's Kai doing everything because he's the most vocal publicly.
3: Fair enough. So Kai does basically nothing. All right. So. <laughs> no, no, I'm just not that.
0: <laughs> I'm just being, being lead shot caller is a big deal, and Kai does it, it really well.
3: Yeah. No, I like his shot calling actually. I, the most I really watched of it was the, um, I was in Black Rose when we did the, uh, I guess, Code Black versus Chotex when we won. And you guys CTG'd on top of Vertex, like, right in that last moment, which was the most perfect timed CTG of all time. Because we had just, like, pulled Vertex out, completely out of their base, and then barcode CTGs in. I was like, oh, shit. Um... But yeah, I went I went back and watched from Barcode's point of view and it was actually my first time hearing Kai's shot calling, but I like his shot calling a lot. He's like somewhere in the middle. He's not like screaming, but he's not like Budani.
0: He's having fun, is what it is.
3: Yeah. Um so is kinetic like taking a step back in any way from the game, or does he still play, or was he even super active, or
0: what's on um, that? No, Kinetic's play's not changing at all. It's just uh, he picked up a new job a couple months back, and he hasn't been able to make node wars, really. Mm-hmm. So we've we've been seeing him mostly on the weekends only. So moving okay. the tag over makes it easier for us to node war. Right, okay.
3: Is uh, Barcode a life skill guild,
0: for the most part? Uh, relative to other siege guilds, Barcode is very strong in life-skilling. Yeah. We're not expecting, we're expecting that
2: answer, were you, Frosty?
3: No, Well, I guess <laughs> kind of, though, to be honest. To some extent, like, I actually see barcode way less than I see other guilds at Secrea or Histria or Starsen.
0: You are not there's... looking
3: hard enough. <laughs> not looking hard. I'm on, on Arsha or one of the Velia channels usually, so. Yeah,
2: yeah Barcode's a life skilling um, guild like Vexus is a sea monster hunting guild.
3: Well, I mean, Barcode's sea monster hunting guild too, though, right?
0: Yeah, we you still, still do 500 mil payouts. We've got 750 mil tier 10s so if people really want to deal with the nerf.
3: Yeah, how, what is the nerf? I mean, how, how is it? Do you, you see monster hunt? I was told by Cairo. Yep. Um, Is it still like worth? Is it more worth than grinding to see monster hunt still to at least like make the quota?
0: I think for the five hundred mil payout, it really depends on your setup for sea monster hunting compared to your setup for grinding. But up to that five hundred mil payout, um, you can get really good value. I can pull in maybe three hundred mil worth of sea monster loot on a loot scroll, and if we get two thirds of that back that means two hours of sea monster hunting for me gets me a 500 mil payout. That's really good. If I try right. to go past that, it'd take me another three hours to bump that up to a 750 mil payout. That's really pretty bad. Right.
3: Um, all right, so in your opinion, because I, I know like every time sea monster hunting got nerfed, people were, that did it regularly were pretty upset. I know I've seen like the debates on Reddit a bunch of times where it's like, well, this is the only other content from Grinding, so why are they nerfing content? In your opinion, were the Sea Monster changes good for the game, ultimately, or should it be buffed back But they were up?
0: completely necessary. I mean, I was Sea Monster hunting with the four-bill payouts, swapping guilds, picking up another three-bill payout, buying stones from the blacksmith and just going crazy with it. And because Sea Monster Hunting was so good, it really invalidated a lot of the other ways to play the game in terms of progression. And so that's when I stopped life-skilling, was October of last year, when the chest event for Kafras and then Sea Monster Hunting got real big, and life-skilling just didn't seem to matter compared to that. And so I think they've nerfed Sea Monster Hunting maybe four or five times, and they finally got it to a pretty good spot in my opinion the 500 mil limit is really appropriate. Problem is, with the ocean content update that Korea recently got, they just break it, and it becomes not worth doing at all.
3: With uh, the the I, sea monster that they just got?
0: Yes. What, what's the uh, change? You have to shoot it with cannons, you can't charge, and the wind system is pretty annoying to deal with.
3: And it also makes it so you can get personal loot? Is that
0: true? Like uh, yes. The nightens got changed to personal loot. So, you don't kill candies or nine sharks anymore, but apparently in Korea, you can still hunt the pirate boats, the Goldmont battleship, and that mm. still drops the guild loot. It's a mess, and it's unfortunate because some people do enjoy sea monster hunting, and I feel like as long as it's well-balanced, there's no reason to move it. But all of the yeah. nerfs we've had up to this point in NA... Were completely necessary. Gotcha. So, um, so
3: having to hit it with cannons, like, and they don't compensate in any way by making it like more value. So it just takes way longer now if you have to kill with cannons. You just can't ram shit anymore,
0: like, at all. Uh, your boat dies if you charge. Oh Like it shit. damages okay. yourself. Uh, they right. they release a couple new boats with way more cannons, and it's actually pretty fun to shoot the cannons while piloting. Just from what I've been able to research, it's the numbers aren't there. Right. takes too long to kill something. Can't stay out as long anymore. More Got fun, it. but less rewarding. Um.
3: So the, that brings me to life scaling. So well, the, the interim is like you guys were sea monster hunting like full time, like a lot of people were, right? Basically, that would be all you would do. And then once the nerfs kind of happened and you couldn't just swap guilds and take fat payouts and they added all the taxes, then overall in-game grinding just became king, right? Because now everyone has loot scrolls. Everyone's super efficient at Histria. And Sacreia and Starsend and and so on. So for the better part of the last like ten months, you just grind,
0: right? That's the most efficient way to play. Grinding with loot uh, scrolls, Arsha Castle buff has always been the best, right? I mean, since they reigned in sea monster hunting, and I think our server has a a very strong grinding economy, which is fun to contrast with EU. In EU, it's much more a life scaling economy. And you'll see that differences in their enhancing material prices, their overall wealth. Interesting.
3: Wait, so why why would that be? Like what, I guess, what are some of the indicators of the grind? Like their uh, prices of accessories and stuff are higher there?
0: Uh, lower, actually. It's the, it's the general macroeconomics. Uh, grinding, even though you do get accessories, it's mostly silver generation from the trash loot. Mm-hmm. Whereas life-skilling is mostly item generation. So if you have an economy with more silver in it like we do, everything's gonna be a bit more pricey. That's why you still have max price enhancing material. Whereas in EU, the Hards and Sharps are maybe half price. They've sold way more Kafirs than us. And it's just really different. They've got pen accessories sitting all the time. People don't have the silver to buy them those fools.
3: We actually have a lot of pen accessories sitting as of recently,
0: I've noticed. Like you EU had have... three pen ogres yesterday. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. It, it's we a have... different world. Oh, no, we, don't. we had a pen ball. So basically tar, what you're
2: saying is NA is just a bunch of fucking apes that grind for 20 hours
0: a day? Uh, apes and whales. <laughs> we also pay to win considerably more, which does have some effect.
3: And then Life skill Mastery came out. And I was listening to you on Fake Uniforms podcast and just kind of trolling the forums and stuff and watching kind of people's reaction. But some of the numbers people are saying are insane for how much you can make per hour. So in in your opinion, if you invest, obviously there's an investment. There's a huge investment, especially Manos. But if you invest, I guess the general question would be, is life-skilling worth investing into if you actually enjoy life-skilling now, whereas for the last year it was uh,
0: Absolutely. Mastery is a huge shift, and we finally have life-skill gear progression, which is a big deal. And when you really think about top-end grinding and everything that goes into getting 269 AP with Akutum, you put that level of effort towards life-skilling. It would be very competitive, with the exception of grinding with a loot scroll. And with a castle or archer buff, it's almost always going to beat life skilling, with some rare exceptions.
3: So is this true, though, even like two, three months from now? Because, for example, like blood and all the basic items you get from life skilling are dropping so much in price just because so many more people are doing it. Is that going to negatively affect it, or is it still going to be valuable
0: because of the stone, like all
3: the other stuff, the sharps and hards you get?
0: Uh, you're right that it is going to crash, um, but there are some limits in place, like Kafris can't get cheaper than 2 mil, because then people will start force enhancing pen boss armor, so there, and the, uh, the hearts and sharps, people will always need those to enhance for profit, so yes, life-skilling is gonna get a little bit weaker with too much saturation, but I think it's still gonna remain viable. Maybe not better, but close enough that if it's what you enjoy you don't have to feel bad about it. You don't have to feel like it's slowing down your progression.
3: Um, So let's say you're, if you're someone like Reslar who still doesn't know what life skill mastery (laughs) means. uh, What is like I know you've been asked this question a million times I'm sure, but what is like the most basic, I started the game I'm I just got to like soft cap gear. I don't really enjoy grinding. I want to start life skilling and actually invest into it. Um, what's kind of like the basic steps to get started?
0: Uh, read my guide. I, this question gets asked all the time, and mm-hmm. I've tried to lay it out as concisely as possible. But the basic premise of mastery is every life skill scales with its own mastery in a different way. The most basic to understand is going to be gathering, where as you get more gathering mastery, you gather more stuff. And as you enhance your gathering gear, you're going to start to profit a lot more from that gathering. And so I, I tell everyone, start gathering near Velia. Start with the green gear at Lagia Farm and just enhance it yourself. Don't worry too much about buying it. And try to see if the money you've put into enhancing is worth what you're getting back. And if you feel like you're you're going to keep going, think, is start, think about tearing up to the blue gear, or to the Manos gear, if you're really into it.
3: Yeah, the blue gear is significantly more expensive, right? Or is it Compared actually not that bad?
0: So yeah. it differs. Uh, armor, accessories, and tools, it's really different. I like to say my favorite gear. And the gear I'd recommend to the average life skiller would be green accessories, blue armor, and manos tool. And that's just because the way you enhance them, because you can cron your tools using fail stacks, by the way, makes it easier to go straight to manos on the tool, whereas the armor and the accessories are much more punishing. Right. So the blue armor, all right.
3: I'm going to actually copy that. So, man, I don't know. Like, so try, I guess try accessories is an okay place to start. Cause um, I know you had mentioned that there's like a 650 life skill mastery breakpoint where it starts getting really good or being better than magic tools in a sense or whatever. I don't know exactly the mechanics on that. So, you can elaborate on that. But also, like, how. It, what like level of enhancement do I need of that setup you just said to get past that point where it's actually pretty good, six fifty or seven hundred?
0: So one thing I like about life skill mastery is in general, very few of them have these magic breakpoints. And a more is always better. So you talked about the gathering breakpoint. For gathering specifically, six fifty mastery is when you start using the new tool. That's because it overcomes the passive stats on magic tools once you hit 650, which is pretty easy with green gear, a little bit of leveling. Uh, the only other life skill with magical breakpoint numbers is hunting, where at 550, hunting becomes decent. And at 900 mastery, hunting is actually good. Uh, outside of that, every life skill, whatever mastery you're at is fine. 50 more is better.
3: Got it. Um... And then leveling leveling up your actual life skill level on a thing, gathering, hunting, whatever, makes a pretty significant difference, I presume, as well. So <clears throat> I'm just going to use myself as an example. I'm Artisan 5. Ever since it came out, I've been gathering um, just blood, because I am I guess that's a really easy way to get the stone, so I could just keep doing more enhancing for a while. Um, so my question is how do I what's kind of a good way to level up because since it it's come out I have probably used, not not that much cuz I I still grind a lot but I've probably used somewhere like 1500 to 2000 energy and I've gotten I don't even think I've gotten a single level. <laughs> I haven't even gone to like artisan 6. Is blood just bad for leveling or where's a good place to like level up gathering?
0: Um I'm going to keep plugging my guide because it's there's a right. very clear table there. Says blood is the worst gathering experience <laughs> in the game. You're not wrong. Really uh, good
2: job, Frosty. You played yourself. Well,
0: no, it's, I mean, it's okay.
1: Could, it's okay.
0: I, I, I need blood has value because oh, you though. need the stones. Yeah, that's it's a good place right. to start for enhancing your accessories. Uh, but if you switch over to using a hoe and gather wild herbs, you're actually going to get ten times as much experience as gathering blood. That's uh, okay. finding that balancing act. you gather blood to get your accessories upgraded. And then you go gather herbs to get your life skill level up. Because one of my favorite things about mastery is life skill levels really matter. And certain life skills like gathering, processing, cooking, alchemy, where you can really get up into the gurus, um, you get a ton of mastery from that. And that has value now. And once you get to a point where you feel like you can't enhance your gear any further, because it suddenly gets really expensive when you look at Manos gear, um, leveling up your life skill is the path for progression. Right. Um.
3: <laughs> well, it did. Am I doing it out of order? or do, Should I get the like the green stuff up to try first? It's a balancing. Because like, all right. So I have try. Yeah, I have like two try accessories. I I also w- we probably got to talk about. It. I have a tin foil that the enhancement rates are fucking like, because. Well, I'll get into that in a second. But I have, like, four duo accessories, couple try, and then I have, like, pry green gear and a duo tool. But I'm a, it only puts me up to, like, 450. So if I go from Artisan 5 to, like, Master 10, is that going to push me up to 650 or a lot closer to it? Or do I need to get way more gear first?
0: Well, you get five points per level. So you can kind of calculate from there. Okay.
3: Okay, that's not that's not that bad. Because getting from, like, Artisan to master is not that crazy, right, if you're actually in the right place and using buffs?
0: Uh, it's very quick. OK.
3: Um, enhancement rate. <laughs> uh, all right, so I swear, so I, I've been keeping track a little bit. And on average, for me to get duo, I have to do about 12 to 13 attempts, somewhere in between. Uh, but it says 40%. I I'm just like my mind is blown how awful the success rate is. Like when I do normal gold accessories, duo is relatively easy. <laughs> I'm getting so screwed on like the the ones that are the fixed rates, the fixed enhancement rates on like the accessories and shit. Did you have better better luck? I saw you enhancing your mana shit the other day. When it first came out, but yeah, how how's your enhancement luck been?
0: Um, my As usual, I am RNG-carried. I got very lucky on Manos Day with my Tet Manos Gathering Armor and my Tri-Manos Accessories. I was feeling really good. I got all of that. And then the other night, I failed Pen Manos Ho 20 times. So now I'm kind of averaged out.
3: <laughs> what was your stack for the Ho?
0: 200. Oh my I, God. I dumped 11 bill worth of cron stones on a 200 stack on a pen hoe because when you think about life skilling this is a best in slot weapon this is how you get the mm-hmm. most experience and if life skilling is your main mode of play you cron for pen on a big stack and you go for the best in slot items
3: right so you're actually doing the hoe like the pen hoe to try to get more experience, or is like—is yeah. there decent money-making methods you can get with the hoe as well, or not at all?
0: I've been decently satisfied with the money from herbs, but it's primarily for XP. It's all about getting that Guru right. twenty five hundred mastery buff. Right. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw. You, didn't you also on Logia Day get a pen fluid collector?
0: I got the server first else? pen fluid collector. It took me thirty oh, yeah. attempts, and then you know everyone after me got it in five or six swings. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> no. I used that fluid collector for three weeks straight, gathering like eight thousand black gems, and it was worth it. Right? Do you
3: still have it?
0: Yeah. Or are you selling it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping too? it. Okay. It's got my name on it. Right. Right. Okay.
3: <laughs> so, uh. I woke up that morning. I usually, like, I wake up, I download the patch, I set up my fishing or whatever, clear out my inventory, and then I go to work. And it was still, it was only, like, 45 minutes or maybe an hour after the patch came out. And I saw that um, I didn't recognize the name because I don't think it was on a character that I'd recognize your name. It's my siege character Um, on my witch alt. Yeah, so it was, like, succeeded a pen, and I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And someone was like, that's Jeffy. I was like, what the fuck? It's not even been, like, an hour, dude. Oh, my good.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
3: 8,000 gems? Do you sell them now, or do you still need them?
0: Need is a strong word. Gone? Uh-huh. Um, Right now, I'm I'm deciding, I'm branching out a little bit. I'm using my black gems to try out different life skills. Right now I'm working on alchemy clothes. But in the future, I will need thousands of black gems for Tetmanos accessories. That's going to be a thing in the future.
3: Right. So, man, the the accessories are rough too. because So you get it to try, but if it blows up, you literally have to
0: craft it again. The So life skill accessories, they enhance very differently from normal accessories. Instead of smashing two accessories together, you take an accessory and put uh, black gems onto it. And it doesn't use mm. fail stacks, so there's no way you can change your chances. It's just craft the base accessory right. and start throwing gems at it until it explodes and start over. And the, the and, net effect is yeah. it makes... Uh, life skill Manos accessories about an entire tier more difficult than PvP accessories. So uh, a Tet Manos ring is about as difficult as a Pen Crescent.
3: Yeah, and then it, to craft it, do you you saw to use magical shards and stuff, correct? Yep. So eventually, because the I, I was kind of surprised that when Manos came out, there was still I mean, I, I realized everyone was probably stockpiling all their magic crystals. It was like halfway through the day, there's just a huge abundance of them. And the, the price spiked up for a second, and then it's been dropping. But now they're kind of running out. And it, it like dawned on me that if people are doing this, they're going to have to keep using however many crystals to keep making the shit that blows up when they're doing their accessories. I just don't know how many people are actually doing accessories
0: because the barrier to entry seems so hard. The BMC market was interesting, and I invested quite a bit into this. I've been sitting on 10,000 BMCs for over a year now, expecting the price to go up with Manos. But what I didn't account for is the three weeks of life skill Mastery we had, combined with all of the events we've been having, really drained the server of any silver they could have used to spend on BMCs. Most people are just broke right now. Yeah. Combined with um, getting green first, um, green is really good enough for most people, and I do recommend it.
3: All right. So when you're gathering just for money, what are what are some numbers you've been getting? Like some uh, silver per hour, I guess. And also, how how do you calculate it? Are you factoring in, I guess if you're gathering blood or logs or whatever, you're factoring in everything? And then ha- do you also calculate like the use of armor stones to make the black gems into the usable gems? Like what's kind of your process for that? And how much are you averaging, I guess, when you're actually just going for money?
0: When I calculate gathering profit, I would like to separate into three categories. Um, I do the enhancing material. Separate because it's easier to compare that to different forms of gathering. And I have the main gathered material, whether that's herbs or blood or ore. And I like to value that at marketplace value because if you go on and do something with that blood, now you're talking about alchemy profits. You're not talking about the gathering anymore. And then the third category, which is really important, is the energy used because some types of gathering use a lot more energy. But I'm out here with full tri accessories, close to Guru Gathering, and a Tet Armor Tet Tool. So I'm f- sitting pretty 1,500 mastery, 1,400 rather. And my recent numbers are around 750 from base material, plus 150 from enhancing material, minus 45 from energy. So depending how you look at it, it's in the neighborhood of two hundred mil an hour.
3: <laughs> That's pretty crazy, but I guess like you have to. Do you um, yeah. Do you have multiple characters with gear, or you're just doing it all on one
0: character? You have to do it on one character because gathering level is so important. And keep in right. mind, I've dumped probably twenty, twenty thirty bill into my life skilling gear, mm. and so it's. With that investment, I feel like I'm on par with a mystic that doesn't have a loot scroll. Something.
3: Yeah. Well, 200 mil an hour without a loot scroll.
0: I got to see your rotation at scratch. Punching fish, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get an accessory oh. drop. You're done. Yeah. Um. Man, I
3: I think a lot of people are at least I am. I just want an alternative way to get Kafir stones, and I know gathering like logs and and stuff can be a really good way to get Kafir stones. I just don't know. Is it is it realistic to actually like be um like I guess the amount of Kafir stones you'd get from gathering once your life skill mastery is like relatively high, maybe in the thousands, like even low thousands or nine hundred or something like that. Is it a significant amount of capra stones that you're actually getting that if you're trying to go for C9 armor, it's you can do it like by yourself, um, or would I just be better off grinding? Like if I run out of loot scrolls, this is kind of more my thinking because obviously with a loot scroll, you're gonna make a ton of money, but I don't like to just use all my loot scrolls right off the bat just because I, I actually do run out and I don't want to buy more, and I don't really have a means to buy more. So for me. Is it? Am I? Would I be better off just gathering logs and shit to get Caphre stones versus grinding and
0: buying them? It's really a philosophy difference. There is something satisfying about farming, grinding out your own progression, getting your own stones. I think a thousand gathering mastery is a reasonable end game goal. It's going to require you know some mix of green, blue, and manos, mostly at triantet, and a little bit of leveling. But if you're logging, which is the best kafris? A thousand mastery, you can expect maybe 30 an hour. So you're going to be logging for hundreds of hours, but you could C9 your own pens. Yeah.
4: You hear
3: that, Rose?
0: You're going to start gathering?
2: No, I don't have any pins.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, you can also force enchant a pen with just 200 hours of gathering.
2: Come oh, yeah, on, dude. 200 hours of gathering?
0: Well, it, that's probably what it takes to
3: grind out the maths to go for pen. You
2: guys trying to make me quit What's this game?
0: What exactly is going on here? Look, the big point of life skill mastery is it's not so good that everyone needs to do it, but it's good enough that players who enjoy life skilling can use it to progress at a competitive pace. That's really nice. Right.
3: Plus, you have like. Um, I mean, you have the progression. I was thinking about it this way, because I always found it funny. We had this guy in my guild a, a while back, Pan Man, that he, it took him like, this is a long time ago, like early on in the game, but it took him like a year and a half to get to level 60 because he just didn't grind. And all he did was cook. But his progression was gear for grinding. You know what I mean? Like Whereas now you kind of have... You can just invest that all into Manos and not, like, it was such a weird, I don't know. Do you you get what I'm saying? Like, you would be grinding or doing life skill stuff because it's the only thing you actually enjoyed. But your checkpoints and progression to show how, how much you've made and how far you've come in the game was only PvP and PvE gear, even though those aspects of the game were completely irrelevant to him. So I think it's kind of cool that Manos now has that like, oh, well, I'm full tet Manos with like a pen Manos hoe or whatever as a means of showing how much you've or how far you've come versus like, I have to use on PVP gear that I don't even use. I mean, it would be the equivalent of like, if I grind all the time and I'm just enhancing Manos gear, even though I don't life skill ever. That's just how like, see how geared I am? Because I grind a lot, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I don't know. That little self satisfaction or reward you guys have from life skilling now it's kind of good. Probably motivate awesome. more people to life skill. Do you have to fight for your I are is it like I'm trying to think, like if you go to whatever the efficient places are to gather, are you running into a lot more people
0: now that it's like spots are contested? Um, The most popular spot is the Wild Herbs at Bear, because everyone's leveling up their gathering, they're playing catch-up, but people have been pretty nice about it, and like, how much energy you have left, okay, I'll take it when you're done, swapping channels. So I definitely see more players out there life-skilling, but life-skilling is so spread out throughout the world that it's not like we're competing for spots.
3: Right. Um... As far as like buffs for life skilling, so I get asked this question a lot. Um, do loot scrolls affect gathering? Do Kama blessings affect gathering? Arsha? So I'm f- sure it's all in your guide. Or if it's not, you should have it. But what buffs do affect life skilling, if any?
0: And what, what buffs don't? Almost nothing affects it. Um, the Kama blessing is really nice for the energy return. If you're using energy on gathering or hunting, that extra two per tick is invaluable. Um, the only buffs that really affect it are the cron food gives you more mastery now. Your lifestone gives you um, better gathering drops. And you know, everything else is XP. Just XP right. and energy.
3: So no Arsha, no castle, no camp. Like the 20% no, drop that, that's,
0: from the all camp. All of that, that is, is monster it's, drop. That's item drop rate. Yeah, it's very separate.
3: Right. I knew this. I just People argue with me about it all the time.
0: I don't know why. People say is not a pay-to-win game. At some point, you just have to let them have their <laughs> opinion and move on with your life.
3: Yeah. Um, Rose, you got any life skill question
2: Yeah, so I did have one actually. The only life skill I do because it's the most unlife skill of all the life skills is fishing. Do I need to give a shit about life skill mastery when it comes to fishing? Am I losing money by not doing this shit?
0: So every life skill is divided into active, semi active, or AFK. And so you're choosing the AFK fishing, which is very good right now. Um, Fishing does scale slightly with mastery. You want to get a fishing chair from doing your junk turn-ins, and getting some level of accessories. Maybe just try greens, something basic, will give you a higher chance of that jackpot prize fish, and it's going to give you more relics overnight. So fishing mastery, it's pretty minor in the scaling, but it's it's nice to get wake up to three fish worth twenty six mil each. You know.
2: So it does the life skill mastery thing and all the gear. It does affect your chances of getting that prize fish. Yes.
3: Okay. What, where? What are good places to AFK life or AFK? Uh, for
0: all fishing yeah. questions, you really want to read a guide by Moonraker on the forums. <laughs> okay. But in I general, you were I've gonna been... say Jeff. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna... My guide <laughs> does <laughs> a link to Moonraker's. <laughs> no. It's i I got links to all of this in my document, but Moonraker is the fishing god. He got the server-first Ghost Whale, which is 100 mil harpoon loot. Um, Right now, you want to fish for relics. So Ross Sea, Magoria Sea, Camasylvia Freshwater, Dregan, all pretty good spots. Um, I think the Velia Hotspot is okay, and Heidel is very bad. Everyone's going to do whatever's most convenient for them with fishing. All
2: right. see i was yeah. i was fishing in uh grana because i that's where i just ended up being for my afk fisher and i just sat there for like a year and uh whenever the prize fish stuff came out i went like two weeks without getting a single prize fish i was like what the fuck can you even get this shit here i don't know like what's up with that maybe i was just getting unlucky well-
1: but
0: Grana got nerfed to the ground. You want to fish literally anywhere else in Camasylvia that's not Grana. Okay. <laughs> um, and with low mastery, you've got a very low chance of pulling that prize fish. So maybe getting a little bit more gear. It's going to help you see that fish maybe every well, other day. Well, see,
2: I, I, I decided because I was like, well, nobody fishes here anymore. I noticed it. I saw, like, nobody fish there anymore. And I was like, and I'm not getting this fish that other people are talking about, this prize fish thing. So I moved to the Velia hotspot and like instantly was starting to get like one, two prize fish every like couple nights. I was like, Okay, now I'm I'm seeing it.
3: Yeah. The thing with the Velia ones though, I mean I don't know if there's higher ones than the one and the two mil versions, but that that's all I was getting there. So I kind of yeah, that's
2: else. all I was getting as well. I do
3: get one, yeah, I get one like every night almost now. But I, I'm like my fishing mastery is like seven seventy or something like that. Um, but I get like I don't know. I I want like a twenty five mil fish. That sounds awesome. Those higher ones too. They're not. They're not trade items are they the 25 million the
0: harpooning ones are Aren't vendor just... loot all of the um uh, everything from rod fishing is a trade item with a timer and moonraker goes into this in more detail but different fishing locations have different prize fish with with different drop chances so velia you've got a really good chance right. of getting the the cheaper prize fish but on the ocean you've got a low chance of getting the really good one right so you said Dragon is pretty mm.
4: good right now? From what I've heard. Pharrellic. Interesting. See, yeah, like I know fishing. part,
0: part of the mind at the end of the day, AFK life-skilling is dwarfed by active play. You know, your entire overnight is usually worth maybe 30 minutes to an hour of active play. Um, right. Just do what's convenient, don't stress yourself out.
2: So, I have... My fishing is mastery 27, which is
4: apparently uh, 385 points. Because I don't have any of the gear shit, so...
3: Um, yeah, Rezzlar's trying to basically make silver and get his gear to full pen while afk and playing classic WoW. pretty
1: much it's
0: not gonna work it's
2: classic <laughs> classic wild WoW, borderlands 3 recently started playing more rainbow six siege yeah pretty much anything except video <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: standard um is is the sniping thing anything i don't know it it a sounds like the coolest life skill. Yeah, it sounds like the coolest thing, but I have a feeling it's not worth shit. But is it valuable? Is it worth investing into? Or sniper
0: not really? mode is a variation of hunting where you use a new rifle and you hunt a specific mob with a really interesting minigame where you actually scope in and headshot it. Unfortunately, there's only one sniper mob in the game and it's just garbage compared to regular hunting. So, it's one of those it's fun, but it's not rewarding with the hope that they eventually release more sniper mobs in the future because the only mob right now is a deer in Balanos, pretty clearly a starter zone. Um, just have to wait and see
3: right. is it like in in like a is it like a beta test or something? like why is there only one? How long is it was it in Korea before we
0: got mastery? Snipe, uh, sniping's been out for several months. I'm not sure if it's been quite a year, but close to that. It, it's just very slow development, and the dev team gets distracted by other features. Seems right now they're all focused on the ocean update.
3: Yeah. Um. What about the with the mastery? Did the Arrow thing change at all? Is that better now? Unaffected. With... Oh, it's completely unaffected? Is it good, though? I know some people do it. I know some people in Black Rose were doing it.
0: Uh, fun, but not rewarding. It's it's a very punishing minigame. If you make a single mistake, you lose 50 to 70% of your reward. Um, but if you can quickly navigate this minigame, which is similar to Minesweeper, it it tops out around 50 to 100 mil an hour.
3: See Rose, that sounds fun. And we'll play Minesweeper for 50 mil an hour.
4: Yeah, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, man, hey, I I always think because Manos Ho adds life skill mastery. Obviously, well, did it not? Did it just not have the life skill mastery stat on it before that came out? Was that as soon as we got the eye?
0: mastery patch with the green gear, the Manos hoe had mastery on it. So some people went straight to right. leveling their gathering using the Manos tool.
3: I think that's so weird. The fact that we had that thing for like a year without life skill mastery is hilarious to me. Um All right, I'm going to go to some some of these guest questions real quick. I think a couple of them were good. One sec. Um Let's see here. All right. Uh Q says <laughs> Uh, as far as life skilling goes you're always a huge help your hour gathering numbers i see in guild are pretty impressive since you make a bunch of life skill resources any thoughts on doing a average silver bloods or any other specific gathering per hour comparison at different mastery points maybe with collabing other life skillers also why does your guide confuse beginners wink with someone named KYU, who I think is in Barco's Tamer in Barco. Yeah,
0: KYU is a, a barcode Tamer, cool guy. Um, you got to understand, any data I gather is a very small sample size. And as usual, people mostly report when they have a really lucky hour. Um, the actual averages are a bit lower than anyone's going to tell you. And there are some life skill discords. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking of one called life skill chat. They have a whole channel called Gathering Screenshots. And perhaps someone could go through there and compile it into a, a huge spreadsheet. Because if you're talking about different types of gathering at different masteries, averaging out the per hour for each mastery, it's going to start to get really complicated. It would take a lot of data there. Um, it's just a big project that I'm not personally going to take on. Because for the most part, I'm just life skilling for my own progression and for helping other people understand what to do without feeling the urgent need to exactly quantify how good it is.
3: Uh and then he said, Why does your <laughs> why does your guide confuse beginners? What is that about? Does it confuse beginners?
0: Um it's it's a bit of an inside joke. I did have someone come to me of a, a very new to life skills person who didn't understand some of the basics of like, how do you cook? How do you, where do you buy some of these materials? And that's always a trade-off I had to make in my guide because I tried to keep it concise. I had to assume the reader had a a pretty decent, basic understanding of life skilling. Um, To help mitigate that, I've had links to some of the more beginner guides. Uh, Orlin has very beginner-friendly YouTube videos. Uh, Dolphy has very thorough guides. I was just trying to keep it short And part of that meant uh, it's not going to be as readable for beginners, but I'm always here to answer questions.
3: Best Pater says, if you're a person who doesn't leave their computer on overnight, doesn't have the pearl shop weight or outfits, and doesn't have a life skill past art for, is there anything with the new gear that could convince someone to use their energy to gather and see a profit? It doesn't sound like an easy question to answer. So good luck.
0: It's always a personal preference, and it would take some investment. And gathering's an active skill. It doesn't. If you're set up for it properly, if you have a container near bear, just run there and deposit your loot every fifteen minutes. Um, there are ways to make it decent. But it's it's always going to compare to, well, what is your normal mode of progression? What are we comparing it to? If we're comparing it to 50 mil an hour at Miramuk, yeah, life skilling can be really good. Of course, if you don't pay to win, just don't worry about the overnight stuff. Don't worry about the AFK stuff. It's nothing compared to active play. But if you do actively life skill, you can start from nothing and get pretty decent returns with maybe a week or two of progression.
3: Um Just as a follow-up to that, to the AFK thing, or right, well, it's kind of separate entirely. But what what AFK
0: activity do you do generally? Um, fishing during events, processing otherwise. I'd process something light overnight.
3: Yeah, but with the new with the new mastery, though, isn't like don't all your materials get used up relatively quickly.
0: I think you underestimate my amount of material.
3: (laughs) I probably do. So the normal person probably runs out, but you do not. Okay, got it. No, for for most Um, people, I
0: recommend fishing. I used to really like training. Unfortunately, training didn't see much benefit from mastery compared to the new prize fish. And definitely during fishing events, everyone wants to fish.
3: Plus that new... That new riding crop is pretty cool though. The manos one. Just having to the base one.
0: It, everyone in the, the game case speed's so everyone nice. in the game should get a manos riding crop. Don't enhance it. Just put it on an auto path everywhere. It's glorious. Yeah, it's so nice. Have you gotten one, Rez?
2: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Okay, so
3: the riding crop you make uh you just make it or whatever. It just it gives training mastery whatever, yada yada. It's for horse training, but it increases your max mount uh speed by twenty percent so if you're running without using any skills it increases that like no skills no sprint no drift no instant excel doesn't affect any of that stuff and then it's max auto run speed so your auto pathing on a horse is increased by fifty percent and it's like a massive difference.
2: Well I imagine fifty percent Jesus.
3: Yeah and it takes about I don't know twenty five to fifty mil to make and it's just permanent you just put it on you just always have it forever on your character. Anyway, um, get one rose. God damn it, dude! So inefficient. Why, Why would in I games. bother? Because, dude, you AFK all the time. All right. Uh, Lost Soul says, "How can I make money from farming and not the twenty mil I make from selling seeds every two days?" <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait for That's farming mastery. It just farming wasn't changed.
3: Farming wasn't changed. So I guess maybe just in the sense of as a life skiller, what what's how do you make money farming? Is farming still good?
0: Uh, farming's you always
2: been process decent. process everything, right?
0: Well, there's a few different ways you can farm. You can breed everything, sell the seeds, sell the stone-tail fodder, and use the fruits for alchemy. Or you can harvest some of the material for either cooking or alchemy stones. There's a couple of different ways to profit from farming. It's always been pretty decent. The thing is, you have to compare it to putting that many contribution points towards worker nodes. And if you've got low contribution, uh, worker nodes are probably going to be better until you get up into the 350, 400 contribution range, especially with mastery, really increase the value of base material. People are buying timber at silly prices.
3: Um, Orakami says, any advice on which life skills to focus if you play casually? I tend to focus purely on grinding and only AFK fish for money. I think based on what you said before, just just do that.
0: Yeah, well it, it comes down to play style, right? I, I separate life skilling into a cup in three the three categories, either active, semi active, or AFK. And for most people all they care about is AFK. So that's fishing or training. Um, Some people, if you want something active to do that's not grinding, I always recommend gathering. Um, Hunting can be fun, but typically gathering is going to be way better. And then everything else is somewhere in the middle of, if you really want to get into life skills, start doing some of the semi-active stuff and figure out ways to make it fit your lifestyle. Maybe you're home, but you can't really sit down. You do some processing every 15 minutes. You do some cooking. It really comes down to how you want to play. Right. Um,
3: Pew Pop Pew says Does Jeffy make guides because he gets tired of answering the same questions over and over? <laughs> is that why you make guides? Because you're tired of answering questions?
0: I just make guides because I'm a good person. Is that believable? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> yes, it is. I believe it.
0: No, it's, I, I enjoy being part of the community, and this is my way to you know, stay connected, promote my stream, uh, promote myself and my guild. Just in general, promote life skilling and help people who otherwise would think BDO is a shit game. There's nothing to do. I'm tired of grinding. I'm going to quit.
3: Right. Speaking of promoting your guild, are you guys recruiting?
0: Uh, yes, Barcode is recruiting. We are looking for a token warrior, some DP shies, and a couple more god tier tamers.
2: Token warrior. <laughs>
0: yes, we uh, we used to have one warrior and he he has since left us. Work got in the way. We are trying to fill our quota of one warrior. <laughs> Um,
2: if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about the state of warrior in large scale I don't know what does
3: (laughs) Uh, shy player says if it's not too late ask him about his opinions on sea monster hunting so we kind of went into that um, earlier but I guess if you have just an overall opinion on sea monster hunting what would that be (laughs) it's finally balanced thank god until it gets nerfed by the new updates. Um Q says what is better, penho or pen crescent.
0: Um after last night, I So I I, I have the pen crescent. I don't have the Penho. So I'm gonna say the penho is better. Mm, Crescent's not even a best in slot item, you know? Ruins ring, tongue grad there's we're talking about a pen red-nose ring. Oh, oh don't call it smart. that. You're going to make so That's many people
2: is. upset with that.
0: <laughs> That's they is. People... They're red-nose accessories. Like...
2: Dude, you're going to make so many people that like to flaunt their pen accessories and chat really upset <laughs> by calling them red-nose accessories.
0: Nothing wrong with flaunting a pen red-nose accessory. <laughs>
2: Dude, I can hear Caleb T typing up a message in World Chat right now.
4: <laughs> Does he have pen I think so. Pretty that. sure I've seen him flaunt that shit in World Chat before.
3: What was his old guild? Uh Name he was always from M903. Fuck. M903 wins again. Dude. Look <laughs> at that. Um, <laughs> they're not around anymore, are they? I don't
4: know. Check.
3: Um Before I get into, uh, I want to talk about a couple other things. But one one last question about the Siege scene. Um, so two things. And if you don't feel comfortable answering, that means you're probably a baby. So first question, who is stronger, Snake or Black Rose? Your opinion, Jeffy.
4: <laughs> Jeffy? He's like, I gotta I'm going to choose my words tougher. very carefully
0: here. It's tough because yeah. Snake is assumed stronger, and you kind of have to see and upset the change minds. Like We haven't had really even fights between the two. Possibly because Snake is afraid they would lose their title. Possibly because they just don't give a shit. Right. I think Black Rose is ahead of Snake in terms of effort and objective play. And I just think Snake has the gear. So I think it would be a really close matchup. Right. But I'm always going to put my money on Black Rose. All right. Um, the
2: Wise says the only reason Snake can win is because they're a bunch of geared apes. Confirmed.
3: <laughs> I don't think they even No, I don't that. think they do either.
0: <laughs> In general, Snake... It isn't that focused on Siege PvP. Yes, they've got some of the strongest players, but they really focus more on small-scale and open-world. They just don't care much for the NA Siege scene, which is okay. I mean, that's their prerogative.
3: As they sit on Valencia Castle at this very moment. They 2 v one Um,
0: barcode for that, just so you know. They brought an ally to push barcode out of a castle. I would have loved to watch.
2: Barcode stronger than snake.
3: <laughs> so, well, all right. So if if snake and black rose are one A one B, possibly interchangeable. Um, how is is Cho comparable? Because I thought for a long time that Cho and black rose were pretty close, but as black rose kind of, I, I guess where's Cho and barcode?
0: Nobody knows where Cho to each is. Other? We can't find him. Uh, they're the muted in the podcast they uh don't really drop anywhere other than a 30-man node for calpheon with a bunch of allies so it's we don't know but i would say chonation's a lot closer to barcode
3: right yeah they still have like it's so weird when i was watching when they had that like 4v3 a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> I was watching from Sasha's point of view, and it was like sometimes Black Rose would run over Cho's ball, and then sometimes Cho's ball would just completely crush Black Rose. So it was, it was weird.
2: Jeff, Jeff, like to, I, I, don't know. I don't know. You none. guys might have to pick a fight with Chonation. Their description of their guild says that they're the biggest life skill guild in the game.
0: Uh, Chonation is not available for a fight. We have tried <laughs> to pick it. <laughs> <I> really tried.
3: <laughs> what do they just not like one v ing
0: That's that it exactly. Thing? Okay.
3: Does anyone like one v ing Because I think like like Black Rose likes to one v one, but if they're in the castle,
0: it, it's a literally like barcode and Black Rose like to one v one, and so we just fight each other, and we've done that fight to death, and it's like, can we please yeah. fight someone else now?
3: Yeah um so after you guys for the longest time like vexus was kind of clear number six but now it's like or five or whatever um after the big four we'll just call barcode cho black rose and snake the big four after that vexus was sitting pretty for uh, i don't know what the last six months to a year and now like vexus vertex and man up are all kind of there which one of those and
0: corrupt it's. I think there's a huge... Once you get out of the top four, there's a, a really good competitive scene between all of the other siege guilds. Um, and I could not clearly put one of them at number five.
3: Yeah, I know. That, that one's hard for me. Although I don't think... I think Corrupt right now might be stronger than bassy, but I don't think Corrupt's stronger than Man Up or
0: Vertex. Or... Well, Vexus personally. Depends how much you look at node wars. Just this like, week, Bassy beat yeah, yeah. Vexus, a corrupt stalemated Vexus. Corrupt stalemated barcode too, okay. though. So Yeah. Be, yeah
3: no, uh, no, no, I, I guess I'm thinking volatile. more. Uh, yeah, they're they're volatile and they also are like it's a different amount of people that go and uh, I just mean on Siege, I guess. Um yeah, what happened, dude? Black Rose or not Black Rose barcode and and corrupt two v one to hex the other day. I didn't get to show up. I got home from work late and I heard about it and I was like, "What? There's no way."
0: So um, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, that was Thursday's supposed to be barcode's off night and we go out. We try to merc, but then we don't find a spot to merc and we look for a fight anyways. So we kind of showed up with a bit of a small roster and without our main shot caller. Or our backup shot caller or or other backup shot caller. So I was shot calling and it was pretty rocky. <laughs> oh, yeah? Not gonna lie. And we, we had fun. Yeah.
3: Um I heard Infernal almost killed you guys. Is that true?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no in general, like it's Node Wars is fun for me. That's why I, I'm happy to be in a guild that does node war every single day. And I it really Upsets me to see a lot of these 100 man top siege guilds not enjoying node wars, choosing to participate in tier two 30 mans because you know two thirds of their guild doesn't even want to show up on any given day. Right, it's just I know, it's that's sad to I... see it's, it's a race to the bottom, and when the top players are racing to the bottom tier of content, then the new players kind of don't know where to start. And one of my side projects is this is how. Bored, I was waiting for Manos. Um, I leveled up a second account and I got a soft cap witch into Art, so I can really experience from that perspective, which is very different. I went from being gear carried witch to absolutely zero gear witch, and it, it gives you a different perspective on the the newer guilds trying to get into siege, trying to get into node wars, and the. Really upsetting things I was seeing in like Balenos and Serendia. There are many guilds like uh, Relapse, like Pariah, guilds that have a decent node war core, and they dip their toe into siege, have a really bad experience, and we never see them again. A lot of people are trying to figure out why does it feel like the NAC scene is dying? If you look at EU, it's completely dead, and it's because the the war mechanics combined with how the player base is treating them is really squashing fun competition or new guilds popping up. And a lot of people just don't want to try it. They don't want to put themselves out there, because they've got members who go like 1 and 20 during an hour-long siege. They just sat at a respawn timer for 30 minutes. That's not very fun for them.
3: Do you have any ideas on uh, if you could change something that would help remedy that? What, what would you change?
0: I think some of the restrictions that were applied to tier 1 node wars need to be applied to tier 2s. And some better incentives need to be in place for participating in node wars, participating in sieges, even if you don't win. Right now, if you go to a siege on Saturday, you either get the castle or you get nothing. So hopefully you had enough fun that getting nothing was worth it. But for many guilds, there there's all the politics is around like, we'll fight, but we also want to get the castle every now and then. And we right. need to kind of some sort of participation reward, Um not just to get people sniping, because that needs to be fixed as well. I think if you have less than 10 people yes up to a node war, your fort should just get deleted. Um, yeah. Lots of little tweaks to the rule set combined with a huge mental shift from the community. That's what the CGC needs.
3: Resler has this idea and I'm, I'm not totally against it, which is rare for us, where T2 if you place on a T2 and you win, if you win a T2 that you shouldn't be able to place on a T3 or a T4 for that week, similar to how T1 kind of works. And vice versa, if you own a T3 or a T4, you can't place on a T2. That that would kind of move. Because the argument a lot of high-end guilds make, and I I 100% see where they're coming from, is that they place on T3s and T4s, and there's only snipe guilds there. There's no fights. But if all of the guilds that want fights, that siege... Um, because if you look at, like, Saturday Siege, on any given day, the amount of people on all five territories combined, there's kind of a lot of guilds. So if all of those guilds were forced to place on T3 and T4 every day, um, you think that that would help a little bit with that? So that way the newer guilds can fight amongst themselves on T2, but all the other guilds that quote-unquote want fights are
0: forced to T3 or T4? That would help, and Barcode is definitely one of the the last siege guilds to try and make 100 mans work, and we just, no one's there. The entire community's given up on them. Uh, it comes down to numbers. If you look at Saturday, and you talk about how many strong siege guilds are placed on Saturday. It's usually around 10. They get over mm-hmm. to Node Wars. Five guilds are locked up in regions, and they can't come. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two tier 4s, and I don't know how many tier 300s. I think it's two or three as well. It's just the chances of people lining up and landing on the same node together are very slim when you've got guilds that don't war every single day of the week, because that's pretty unreasonable. Um, for a while, they were talking about, or the company was talking about, removing the media region and really shaking things up. They've since given up on that line of thought. But I thought that would be a really good fix, just by reducing the number of nodes would help concentrate the competition. But your idea of restricting Siege Guilds to 3s and 4s would also help.
2: Yeah. Ryan. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. It just makes sense to me. And I've been preaching this idea for quite a while now. But it's like, they they were so close with what they had in Korea a long time ago, where you could only move up and you couldn't move down, basically. And you needed a Tier 3 or a Tier 4 to place on Siege. Which I think is still in the game. If I'm correct, yeah, they kept that
0: way. part. You need a tier they didn't, two
3: for siege.
2: They didn't keep the. Oh, really? The only tier two? No, no, no,
3: no, you, no, no. You need. You do need to win a tier three for yeah. siege. You can't. Yeah, you can't place unless you own a T three or a T four. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. It, it used to be tier two, but they changed it. Like uh, I want to say, like seven or eight months ago. When remember when they were doing like the node war reworks every week for like two months? Yeah. Then they just gave it was up. like during that time.
2: Yeah. yeah, so it's like, dude, like they 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 were so close. I think they were on to something, and like, I don't know. Like I said in uh in the community Discord, because somebody was talking about how they think that would kill the siege scene. It's like, dude, the siege scene is already being killed. Like, what do you mean? And it's also killing the T2 scene. So I would rather them try to figure it out. Get some shit wrong and and say, okay, well, we'll try something else now. Then just let it slowly fall into this fucking pit of despair for all the players. Like, it's fucking miserable, dude.
0: There's a lot of frustration. At the end of the day, the best large-scale node wars or sieges, it doesn't matter how geared you are, what guild you're in, what size it is. The best wars are the ones where it's close enough between the, the different sides that are fighting each individual feels like they can make a contribution, each guild feels like they have a chance, and you know the servers aren't shit. But it takes a combination of a lot of different things to make the fights enjoyable. And as much as people complain about politics and scripting, we're so close to the siege scene being dead that it's a few core political members in each of these siege guilds that are going out of their way to set up a fight because they think it'll be fun. And as much as we we hate scripted fights and we wish it was just organic, the rule set and the population doesn't facilitate organic fights anymore. And we we almost rely on scripting. Like, scripting a good fight is better than nothing. Yeah. I I just wish there was more participation.
3: Yeah, the incentive is not there. I mean, all right, so even if you're... If you're the like Hex, for example, I'll just use Hex as an example. Hex let's last say because we're like pretty Yeah, Hex last week, right? Well, that was hardly that was rough. Um <laughs> no, but the last it. no, talk yeah, last week why as it was an example. Yeah, it was rough because we're we're two be one against so, all right. I, I think I don't know all of the politics, but if we placed on like Balanos, we're gonna get four v one because they already have a deal. If we place on Serendio, it's gonna be like a three v one because they already have a deal. So our only option is like, well, we can go with Art, and both of us are still at the very bottom of like Siege, right? So we're not. We can one v one against probably any of the guilds on Serendia and Balanos, and that would be a good fight, win or lose. It would be a really good fight, but. If you just get 3v1'd, you are done. But the the thing that's so disheartening about what happened last week on like Mediah, where we're just ramming our faces into the castle against Vexus for an hour, or if we just get 3 v one on another territory, is that the members can only take so much of that before they're like, eh, I just want to be in barcode where we win. I don't want to build this anymore. It's exhausting. It's not fun to lose every week, and uh, I'm out. You know what I mean? So it's really hard to build up and get people interested in going when you basically have to like just get destroyed pretty regularly. Um, I don't know. It, it's like a weird thing because I have no idea what like a, at least for for siege scene. It's hard because I mean, there's not even like uh, the reward on balance when we won Balanos a couple weeks ago. Um, we got eight point nine bill. Like, that's not even node war pay. And
0: then you got locked out from a week of node wars. Yeah. Nobody so, wants Balanos. Nobody wants Balanos. It's
3: rough. But you want it because the fight is can be cool. Like, ideally, like, that's the thing. The most fun I've ever had in PvP in this game is, like, really good sieges. That Code Black versus Vertex Cho, for example, that was, like, an hour on Valencia. That one was so much fun. That was, like, one of the most Like that was a ton of fun, or any time it's back and forth or it lasts a really long time, it's a ton of fun. But the repercussions for newer guilds, if you don't win, is like really harsh because members just get exhausted, they get frustrated, they start turning on each other. It's yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, that's the most difficult part about our name is Clash, (laughs) right? The most difficult part about a siege guild, specifically a new siege guild. Is you need to accept the fact that you usually lose. Even the top end siege guilds, we win a castle once every five or six weeks, once a month maybe. You are usually going to lose. You are usually not getting rewarded. They so have to find a way to enjoy the fight, enjoy the loss, and like see how long you can last. Or
2: something the we do in Barco called like
0: turtle code. Bar- we turtle bar- up <laughs> and we just try and you know last as long as we can out of spite. Like we know Black Rose is going to beat us. Let's farm them in the throne room for an hour just to <laughs> did it. And but see, that's the that. difference that's between, helping.
2: like, barcode losing and clash losing. Like, barcode losing, like, like, you can have fun. It's still relatively competitive. Whereas clash losing, we just have barcodes sitting outside our base for 20 minutes, and we literally can't clear half of their ball. There's nothing fun. There's nothing to enjoy in that. It's just us getting our cheeks clapped for 20 minutes as they stand outside our base and Blizzard and Meteor in pushing in as soon as they have PA. Like, it's Are you not talking fun. about that
0: Balanos siege? <laughs> I
2: am. Fuck you guys.
0: Yeah, I, okay. First, I want to apologize for that. Second, I want to throw Art under the bus. Um, that week, we didn't have a lot of options, so we, we organized this Balanos fight and we gave Art very specific instructions. I think I sent a, a, GM, a PM to their officer saying, zerg me daddy so our assumption was everyone in battle Notes would team up to fight the siege guild that shouldn't be there what actually happened is we opened up on clash we kept asking our defense lead, when do we have to come back when do we... why is nobody attacking us what's going on and it's like you were only supposed to be fighting a small portion of our guild we were supposed to be dealing with the entire rest of the server but art did some papaga nonsense and ended up 40 chess match winning the region. So there's that.
2: At one point, at one point our GM got messaged by somebody, I don't remember who, in barcode, saying, uh, where is everybody else? And and we're like, we don't know, dude. We're just trying to live here.
4: (laughs) That shit was fucking miserable, dude. And like that was like... I'm like... Obviously,
2: like uh, clashes't dead. We still are at 50 members, we're still doing no doors, we're still enjoying things. like we're having our own fun. But in terms of our feelings towards siege, that that just about killed it right there. Like after that siege, literally no one in the guild wanted to do siege again. because why would we? It's like the the two sieges we had done previously, there wasn't even a fight. It was like we got.: well, We got serenity yeah, of like free
0: everything in.: BDL, BDL, It's a chance of a good fight. Yeah, maybe you get a good see, fight, is... maybe you get nothing, and maybe you get stomped out. Like it can go either way, but if you stop attempting it, you're just retiring, you know? Yeah, but but I, but I understand. We can, I, I respect... we can
2: have we can have more fun by retiring. We've had more fun just fucking around on T1s in these last two weeks. Then I honestly think we've had since I joined this fucking guild. Like, legitimately. Through Siege, through T2s, through sniping on T4s, which was actually pretty fun as well. T400 mans. Listen, if you're a T2 guild and you're tired of dead drops and siege guilds murdering you in 30 minutes, go on T400 man. It's actually so much fun. There's nothing but other guilds like you there because they're all trying to avoid getting clapped by siege guilds. So on T2s. So where are Siege Guilds avoiding? Tier 4s. Why? Because there's no fights there. So ironically it becomes this weird thing where Siege Guilds that should be on T4s are on T2s and T2 Guilds are placing on T4s with other T2 Guilds. It's fucking weird, but it's like ironically kind of hilariously fun. But even compared to that T1s are so much more fun. Like, honestly, we're having more fun on T1s than on any other node. At least I am and I I think Generally no, speaking, a lot of the whole learn. guild is
0: that—that's a failure of the higher tier siege rule set and community. And like, I feel you. I know the the T two thirty mans are nonsense, and I know the T four hundred mans are nonsense, and then everything in between, kind of a crapshoot. Sometimes it's good.
3: I'm going to oh. ask this question: uh, your opinion on this? And I'm trying to. I can't think of a wording that doesn't make me sound like a crybaby, but do you think that castle sieges are too hard? Like, it's too hard for one guild to to win against another guild in a castle siege? Like, specifically Media no. Valencia?
0: Nope. I think 1v1 castle fights are great if you've got two equally matched guilds. The attacking guild needs to be really solid on their objective play. It really comes down having a good door team, a good engage, a good cannon team, good elephant coordination. Um, I think 1v1 castle fights are very interesting if you've got the proper opponents.
3: So what about... uh, I guess I'll use this one as an example, but if Black Rose and Snake both placed on Balanos, that fight would be really competitive and cool for everyone to watch, but when they were both on Mediah and Black Rose was in there, Snake literally just sat at the gate and got slaughtered for two hours and then lost so right, like
0: because snake cannons are shit they couldn't hit a stationary object that's 100% what it was divios is an evasion striker god he lowered the gate mm-hmm. like 15 to 30 times and all you have to do is hit the <laughs> gate with 20 cannonballs and you win and the, i was spectating that fight off to the side i was getting cannoned well, you deserve it. So like it. Why you on Black Rose has a really strong <laughs> castle defense team, especially for Mediah Castle, <laughs> where Zerkers are so strong. Um, and Snake being mostly witch wizards trying to push into that, you don't win a castle gate by pushing into it. You win it with cannons, and their objective teams was just not there that night. But I'd say that's a in favor of one v one castle fights are great. You know, that shows a weakness in their right. guild and where they need to step it up. I think since then they've overcome that, and I think if they had a repeat of that one v one, they might do really well. Right. Okay.
3: And what about compare it like the three castles? Like you think because Valencia is a little bit easier than Mediah, I think, because the way the terrain is set up. But Mediah feels I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but Mediah feels like absurdly different.
0: Mediah is the most to- defensible castle. Um, a lot of people forget that, because we don't see a lot of defenses there. Uh, people think it's Valencia, because Valencia does have a lot of good holds. Uh, Medaya is the most defensible castle, especially that final choke point, pushing up into the, the tent room. And if you kill the second gate on Medaya, the attackers gain nothing. The second gate respawn is completely irrelevant. Then right. Calpheon's a joke. Calpheon, like... There's no... The only way to defend Calpheon is to, like, push out and kill the other guilds at their fort. Is it's Defending Calfion is that bad. It is a free shot for Pegasus, free shot for cannons, the gates are made of paper. Like, it's... Ugh, oh, Calpheon Castle, man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
2: you could still also have also fun gonna mention, I was also going to mention, by the way, something that... Uh, definitely would have helped like Hex and also uh, TBO back when we had like Siege Ambitions or whatever is um like 80 man nodes. Why does it jump from yeah. 60 to 100? I, I don't quite I'm, understand that.
3: I'm with that too. Or, or 75. Like something in between 60 and 100 would be really nice because on a Siege day, it's yeah, you can rally around and promote the siege for a whole week and and pull ninety people, but on a node war day, it's a lot harder, even for Black Rose and and Barcode. Like, I mean, I I can't speak for Barcode, but like Black Rose, whenever we were node warring, we'd have between sixty five and seventy five people. Like, it would be really nice if there were seventy five man nodes that like helped with that jump between like some bridge. Yeah, well, so like, not... I
0: mean, there's something wrong bringing seventy five people to a hundred man node. <laughs> well, no, except If that... everyone else is in the same situation, it's fine. It's just there's no one on the 100 mans.
3: I mean, true. But I think that that's part of, like... I don't know. I think it's part of the reason why some people don't place on 100 mans. is because they can only pull 65 or 70. So, like, they still have people that are missing out on Node War that can't come. But on a 100 man, you you run up against... I don't know, whoever. If someone brings a hundred people, then now you're twenty five. Well, I know down. for a
2: fact there were several nodes while we were in Hex where we were like just over sixty. Like we were at like sixty-five, maybe just under seventy. So we were like, okay, we're gonna place on a hundred man, and then we go up against a guild who's pulling like seventy-five to eighty.
4: Specifically mm-hmm. you I guys have that- never
0: done no strats where you have people specifically no up? just to troll oh my Uh, god we've had so much we've had a kinetic show up late to a war uh, when he's got the red border the gm tag (laughs) yeah Yeah, he he wasn't yessed up he was just red border jumping into people's bases to to completely fuck them or he was zipping around as a distraction we had a a tamer that wasn't yessed up jumping into black rose's ball and it would trigger Sasha every time. Because he thinks, you know, Tamer's coming, my entire guild's gonna die. This Tamer wasn't even yesed up. But there's, if, it, if you're a little bit over the cap, you can still have fun with it. There's value in having a scout, you know, and you just have to appreciate those members. Yeah.
3: Um, Alright, so I'm curious your thoughts on, uh, on murking. Should you be allowed to murk if you own a castle or a territory?
0: Oh my god, yes. I,
3: I'm so trying to think of the negatives, right? because it used to be like, well, then all of Black Rose would just join a guild and and win every day. And but participate there's right? limits now
0: so the the old system, participate, but what used to happen is Manup would sit in a castle for a year and then spend <laughs> five days or you know three or four days a week in an alt guild feeding nodes to their allies which propped up an entire alliance of like a dozen guilds that would all help Manup sit AFK in their castle. That has its downsides, of course. But at the end of the day, what that system involved was more participation. There were more people going, and there were guilds like Barcode who would specifically go for Manup's node and try to kill their ally so Manup can't feed it. Hmm. And uh, it's, it created content, and I think at the end of the day, people don't go to Balanos because winning Balanos is not rewarding. It locks you out of a week of content. It's very boring, especially for a lot of guilds that enjoy the node wars more than the siege. Winning a siege also means you lose access to the fun stuff, and because of the apprentice system, you don't want to give up two weeks of payout swapping guilds anymore. It, it all around sucks and stifles the node war scene to lock up five guilds and it prevents guilds from wanting to win on Saturdays who would otherwise show up just for fun
3: yeah right i also think because you're so limited now like even on a t4 you can only have 10 marks. yeah that's what on I was t3, about on t3 it's five so I, there's like no reason not to allow it in my. I opinion. could
2: see like without the caps, it being like a worry. But now that you literally can't fit entire guilds into other guilds using the merc system, I just don't see exactly what the the harm of it is. Honestly, it's kind of strange that it's still like that.
0: Well, you want it to not- you the actual like reason? It... Yeah, the actual it's- reason. It's not intentional. It's not a design choice. It's a technical limitation due to programmers at Pearl Abyss being bad at their jobs. When you win a castle, Ooh. you get a tent in the castle, period. When your fort, when your guild has a fort or a tent down, you can't War Hero out. And it's just like that limitation. They didn't make an exception for it, and for whatever reason, it completely screws us on the gameplay side of things. Right. But because I owning mean, a castle God, that... gives you a tent full-time, you technically that... can't work out.
3: Right. That fix is so simple, too. Like, just let you build square forts, even if you own a tank. Cause like, or
0: let you War Because that, that's the other out, thing, too, right? You know? Because yeah, there's so many out, guilds where your guild is sniping a node tonight, but you want to go War Hero for a guild that's looking for a fight. But your timing is off, so you log in, and the snipe fort is already placed. Now you can't get out. Mm-hmm. The entire limitation is bad. Yeah. Which, what's the reasoning behind
2: that? That doesn't make much sense to me either. Like, why was that ever implemented in the first place, that you can't war hero when your fort is placed? Dude,
3: when I first heard about the war hero thing, when it was, like, explained, I, I think a lot of people, too, were so excited. Like, holy shit, this is gonna make... I mean, man, if you were allowed to war hero out, I think so many more guilds would place on territories, just to see what happens.
0: Because the there's no repercussion, right? It's kind of fun, right? Because mm-hmm. you know you fight yeah. what you would assume to be a, a weaker guild. And you're like, hold up, watch out for those purple borders. They've got cho Mercs. They got snake Mercs in there. You know, it's you kind of get the dynasty warrior feel if you have a a champion that you know really makes a difference. Or you can use the war hero to trial out new recruits. Something we do a lot. Um, maybe you have a more mm-hmm. social player that can't make it on Saturdays but wants to join you for node wars every now and then. Uh, Yeah. Pluses and minuses, but it comes down to a poorly designed rule set and a fairly irresponsible community.
3: I also wish just in general, maybe you disagree, but I kinda I wish every tier node just paid more. And even the lower territories like tier one's res correct me if i'm wrong pay 200 mil right uh
4: let me ask i don't pay this kind of stuff and 200
3: 200 mil is, i don't think that's anything that's no money
0: well there's also no difference between the different size nodes like a tier four hundred man, which that's stupid, and a tier 4 30 yeah. man. It's the same. Yeah, increasing the pay on all those would be really cool. I mean, I think if um, if a hundred man node paid twice as much as a fifty man node, like that would make people want to have a hundred people in their guild. Maybe you'd see Clash yeah. merge into a half full siege guild and hop back into the scene. Yeah, probably not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh yeah i mean i don't even know a number but like if a tier 400 man paid like like five billion silver i think they would be way more competitive and Guilds would actually want to play no, says
0: 300 and then 000. nobody would want a saturday castle because you get more money
3: well so it's yeah that would be the thing so you'd have to allow murking it would be the only way. So apparently, but yeah, Saturday castle apparently T ones are yeah, three hundred to four
2: hundred mil, for... mil. That's what they're saying.
3: Okay. Which is just a crazy, like that's not that's so little. Yeah, money. it's really nothing. I mean, I guess if you have only fifty people in your guild, it's a little, it's something, but. Oh, uh,
2: well, what's funny is we're and... kind of in a weird situation because we're not taking notes because we're about to pass uh, GM. To a alt account that all of the uh, officers can use, because you want to know why? Oh. Our GM wants to merc, and he can't.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Why can't GMs merc? Kai's not gonna be able to merc anymore. Uh, Kai
0: is leveling up an alt account, so he can merc. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like that. Like that is so awful that you'd even have to do that. GMs can't merc, it's so dumb.
2: So, like, we have a group that mercs, like, every Saturday, literally every time. And uh, they usually go, there's usually, like, two, maybe sometimes three guilds that they go to. They try and stick together for the most part, like, as much as they can. And our GM wants to go with them, but he can't because, you know, fuck GMs, I guess. So he's like, you know what, I want to have fun. I'm tired of this shit. I'm gonna
3: make it
1: happen. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, in large scale, Jeffy, what are the? You, you guys are super tamer heavy, right? Like
0: you guys have a, a few the, tamers. The fact that... that we have tamers makes us super tamer heavy. But yes, go on. <laughs> well, well,
2: I mean, what how are many your towers do you have? You can't have that many.
3: <laughs> well, no, the tamer all no are tamers crazy. have you
0: top ranked and barcoded for about two years straight. I don't know. I'm just fucking around.
3: Yeah. Um I don't know, it's like a weird cuz I am kind of curious your opinion on that. what are the like what are the strongest classes for siege? Like uh which wizard zerker. Which wizard zerker, okay. And really? zerker no, kind of Zirker, Zirker, if I'm
0: being honest. Yeah. Wizard has had a rough time lately. The PAs are nice, but I'd still overall siege viability it's witch and zerker. Hamers have that nice okay. ult, but not a whole lot else wizards have mm. pa and you know their main hand is great but you might as well be a witch
3: what about uh archer
0: uh, glass cannons are nice until they break <laughs> I mean, ha- have yeah. you ever hit an archer that they evaporate well
4: usually it's struggle with those them.
0: where Archers do very well in the, the ranged engagements or defending a castle. It's one of the best classes. But all around, Witch and Zerker, they just perform well at everything in Siege. So nerve tamers.
3: I mean, here, I feel bad for tamers because being an alt bot, I is mean, crazy it's
0: kind of like, your entire party is, crazy is constantly fun? feeding re- rage to you. And the whole guild cheers when you drop a 10 kill <laughs> on Snake. Like, it's yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And, then,
2: and then when you get Tamer ulted, oh, the fun. I'm having so much fun right now.
3: Well, <laughs> you say that, but if if you talk to Tamers, they uh, while they know that they recognize the ult is really powerful and, and it is fun to ult, but they still... I think if you could trade... If a Tamer had the choice of trading their ult to just be all around better in large scale, they would do it.
1: Yeah, I don't
3: think you've
0: met our Tamers. We've got a Tamer (laughs) that's full tet Tungred accessories specifically because his combo is consume high Lang, jump in there, ult a bunch of people, V, then ult a bunch of people again. And he's gotten it off a few times with the double Tamer ult, getting like 5 to 10 kills each time. It's really cool to see in chat.
3: All right, what about Doom Horse? Is Doom Horse too strong?
0: I've heard that the scaling is broken in Tier 1s. I don't know if they address that, maybe. Yeah, dude, right. it,
2: dude, it is. Dude, Doom Horses do so much damage in Tier 1s. It's retarded. It's a scaling
0: issue. I think at the higher tier, Doom is really well balanced. It's not that great for actual fighting, but it is very good at countering cannons, which I think is a, a really interesting meta. They just need to the the problem at tier ones, I think, is when they AP capped all of your damage abilities, they didn't AP cap the Doom. Mm-hmm. So someone with really high main hand AP is gonna scale up their Doom damage, even though their normal abilities are capped. So the Doom well, will be one-shotting people with capped DP.
2: Also, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this or not. This may be a trade secret, but I don't know how long we're gonna be on T1s anyway, so fuck you T1 guilds. Uh Apparently, we were told that the percentages from hitting the brackets still apply on T1s. That's what we were told.
0: Like the 20% DR?
2: Correct, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes they, sense.
2: Which mm-hmm. is which is like, wait, what? Like, So you still get benefit out of just being a gear monkey in T1s.
3: Yeah, well, because it's a flat damage reduction rate, right? Like, after the fact, so, yeah. I mean, it kind it of makes sense. Big... But then you have to like, w- the. I know like the build, like Blade and Arrow, someone from Blade and Arrow has told me that they'll build, they'll try to build their DP like way up to hit the brackets while still being at the cap for AP if they can. But, yeah, then yeah. you just build human damage.
4: Yeah, just human damage.
0: It's, I mean, the tier one rule set just, it's more interesting. It is.
1: All right, your thoughts on PA. PA.
0: Yeah, we, well. As a Witch Wizard, we've been asking them to remove PA for so freaking long.
3: It's such a do you think dumb skill. Have, would they have to put something in its place,
0: do you think? They could just change the skill to be like a 30% damage reduction buff instead of a 999 DP buff, mm. and that would fix everything. The fact that so many large yeah. scale large scale guilds, it's like okay, pop PA, go in. They popped PA. Okay, pop our second PA. Okay, they popped their second PA. Okay, pop the third PA. All right, their PA's fallen. Here's all the kills. We win. Like it's a super dumb meta. It is. It is rough.
2: Yeah. Until <sighs> until your uh, third group of paers just randomly didn't happen to get PA, so now they're all dead. It's like. I, I hate it. I hate everything about it.
1: <laughs>
2: and like, T like, here's the thing. I didn't really have a lot of like evidence to suggest that, uh, like removing PA would be better for the game. And then I did T1 node wars and it's so much better for the game,
3: <laughs> but it's not, but that's the main, yeah, change. but the it's rules are different. True. Yeah. But you're not, yeah, but you're not removing. You're not just removing PA. You're also hard limiting how much damage everyone can. I'm
2: do. I'm well aware, and that's why I've always said remove PA, make people tankier in siege. Like I think just overall making people tankier in siege would be the way to do it. Make it to where people don't get like one combo in siege, and it actually takes like you know people can actually fight in large scale. I know that's a weird thing to say, but allow people to actually fight and like make meaningful decisions.
0: Because right now, it's part basically that just is, um, you wait for PA to go away. Part of that opinion is an, a result of the NA ape community going for pen weapons before pen armor. Uh, you, that, prioritizing that defensive stats they, is actually really fun. And hitting 346 DP that, is so enjoyable.
3: Yeah, no one wants to admit it, but it's like we everyone goes for 285, 289, AP, right? And in their heads, they're like, well, I'm just going to kill people faster. It's going to be good. It's like, sure, but if you are 269, 269, 346, you're actually probably going to do way better than the guy who's 285, 285, 301 in a yeah. node war or a siege. But yeah, you're right. No one no one prioritizes DP, and part of it is because the incentive in PvE is not there. You, you don't make more money if you have higher DP. Outside of I guess to for some classes, but some classes don't even need it there either. Tamer. <laughs> I think Tamer still needs some DP. Oh, I mean finally
0: Secreia. we can progress through life skill mastery. Maybe that means people don't feel so pressured to push AP because they're not worried about their grind efficiency. But I mean, yeah. NA is full of apes. Who who am I kidding here? And well are you, do,
3: you, do you think Cafas are gonna sit at a cheaper price,
0: I think they'll be between no, two, two and 2.5 for... forever.
3: That'll be good. Two is a good price. I would buy Kafka's for two <laughs> or 2.1, but not 2.5. <laughs> 2.5 is it's but that's poor <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I need to get another pen armor and I it's. I'm just dreading the enhancement process. Hey, again. nine
0: thousand seven hundred Caphrys yeah. gives you a pen armor.
3: Yeah, is that is that cheaper than just buying a pen dim might Actually, no. If they dropped to two mil, if they dropped to two mil, it, that's
0: I why think. they won't go lower.
3: Yeah. Um. I also, I'm trying to work on this Eye of the Ruins ring. I've now filled three TED attempts on my second one. Uh, I need to do it during the podcast. That's what happened last time. Did it while recording and I got it. Um, Yeah, I wish people would push DP a little bit higher. It, it's such a fight. You have no idea. So when I remember when Black Rose increased the DP rec to 301 this is back when i think everyone was still 294 or maybe 296 had just become a thing and like a bunch of people were complaining and in that guild obviously you have like you can't really complain because you just get replaced but in lower tier guilds like man telling people to go to 301 dp is such a chore people complain and whine they're like what no that's not fair do you realize
0: how expensive that is Uh,
2: It's not even that expensive. I'm experiencing
0: this on my alt, right? I have, uh, I think it's 256 AP, 297 DP, and all I can think every siege is, why do I have 297 DP? This is miserable. I I died during a single spell cast. Like, I can't play. This is not survivable. Vexus should not be one-shotting me. Well, it's
4: especially,
2: like, Butch and Wizard especially like need that DP. Because it's all like, you know, super armor and then a little frontal guard thrown in there. But your big stuff is your super armor, your Voltaic and your Cataclysm. So you can't be dying while you're casting Voltaic, Thunderstorm, or Cataclysm, Bola. And the DP is very, very necessary. Whereas, like, you could make an argument for classes like Ninja, Sork, Tamer. It's like, they're going to be iframing a lot, and if they get caught, regardless of their DP, they're so squishy that they're probably dying either way.
0: You see, I, I reject that, that last argument. We have a DP tamer in barcode, and he does very well. He has 346 DP.
2: Okay, well, obviously. Top
0: frags. I'm yeah, saying, not-
2: like, if you have a sork with 316, right, Like, and you're fighting
0: another... Evasion sorks? They scale so well.
2: Oh my God,
3: they Jeffy! Do great. They do. Lebron. I, I mean, basically every class. I mean, I, I even you know multimeter zerial or whatever the DK. He uh, he's like three fifty DP on his DK, and he's tanky as fuck. He's
1: got three fifty DP.
3: Of course, he is. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I—that's literally I actually above every... the
2: max bracket for DP.
3: Yeah, I know, but I don't think that 350 DP is harder to get than like 285 AP.
0: Well, you want you want both.
3: Yeah, you want both, but I'm just saying, like, because people are like happy to go for 285 AP, but they feel like that DP is uh, impossible to get. But
2: again, it it goes back to it goes back to most likely they probably feel like the 350 DP is a waste because it's not going to help them generate more more gold to get more gear.
3: Don't call it gold, dude. Wow, classic. Whatever, fucking
2: a money
4: punt.
3: Um, yeah, no, that that's true. Maybe they need to make a DP zone where the your only goal is to survive. <laughs> dude, a
2: survival men. mode would be kind of funny, actually. I don't know you how they're gonna drop it a quick. new
0: neck. That neck, like five AP better than a pen ogre. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh yeah. AP better. I don't know. <laughs> well, be cool. Did you, Jeffy? Were you doing Alter of Blood during? Not extensively. No.
3: We had all right. So Res Sammy got two Tet Boss boxes and a Tri Green box during that event. Damn. He got Muskins, Begs, and then I think like Tri Lemori or Triacum, or something. It was like fucking crazy. And I feel like they made the worst change. So. After the event ended, they kept the easier difficulty but removed the double rewards. I feel so much like they should have done the opposite, and leave it difficult but double the rewards. Because I don't know, man. So much because the difficulty was
0: cool. Is reward driven because the pressure to progress is so high in this game? It's just the culture. It's everyone does wants the reward, wants the progression reward from every activity they're doing. And so if content comes out and the reward isn't there, players aren't going to do it. They're going to say it's less fun, when really it's just less rewarding. Right. And they, they have fun when they get rewarded. It's just how people are. But
3: Yeah, Alter proved that. Everyone said Alter wasn't fun. And then last week, everyone was so excited to do a Alter all week long. <laughs> it literally is just the rewards. If it has a good reward, it's people love it. It's awesome. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The rewards going back to what they were, but the difficulty lowering, I think, is the opposite of what it should be. Should be harder, but the rewards doubled.
2: Yeah, let's lock more people. It's out not of like content. people weren't.
0: Wait, is that, that what attack. happened? Is altar blood still easy? It
4: a it, bad
3: group? it doesn't lock anyone out you can still do all the way up to eight with like a baby group it was just nine and ten were hard but you still get rewards for all of the levels leading up to it and they were all doubled and yes that's what they did after the event ended they said that the difficulty is going to remain the same going forward as it was during the event but the drop rate went back to
0: normal okay rip the uh week of try hard i did when it first came out to pop up on the leaderboards. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, they removed the leaderboards too Wait, entirely. What? They just got rid of them. I'm pretty sure that was in the notes. I haven't looked no, it's to still see if the interface is gone. Yeah, it's I guess there. no one's going to be added to our change. That's what it is. Okay. So so if you're still up there, you're going to be up there forever. You're enshrined in stone. Yeah, that's what it is. You can't, You can't be put on the leaderboard anymore or something in the new one. So there you go. You're forever up there. You're going to be famous one day. Forever number six <laughs> Forever number six um I don't know, is there oh all right let's talk about um the fishbot event yeah, that's we're funny. gonna get uh, we're gonna get fortune pouches next week which kind of sucks the kafir stones can't drop below, below two mil maybe they would have with that event um but I saw in Korea, their boxes have the black gems in them as well. So there's a little bit more variation of shit you can get. Because we didn't obviously have that last time we had the event. But basically, fortune pouches, for anyone who's not seen them, we had the event last year. A blue box drops whenever you're grinding, fishing, or gathering. Um, that gives you a chance at a rare or one of these items. It's like sharps, hards, uh, ancient spirit dust, cronstones, stones, memory fragments, Valk's Cry. Um, or armor and weapon stones. And then if you get a gold box, you get like multiple of those items. You can get like four or five different items or something like that when you get the, the golden luxury fortune pouch or whatever it's called. Uh and yeah, we had a bunch of people fish bought the shit out of the event last year. And right now there's still like just four days ago I saw three Zerker bots farming relic scrolls. Or not relic scrolls, uh ancient whatever. The Written pages. So I'm kind of concerned that the market's about to get fucked in some weird way.
0: I've always been really weak on bot control and BDO. Right now, you see a lot of speed hackers in the top end grind spots, and they do these big band waves every couple months. They always seem a little bit too little, too late, and the day after, for some mysterious reason, the Olvia channels are crowded. A week later, <laughs> all the hackers are back. Yeah, that's a good point. The <laughs> server. Oh, getting, no. Like, take a look. Next time there's a band wave, you'll see Olvia crowded. Happens every time.
3: Despite the bots, this is probably my favorite event. Because it's the
0: most there. rewarding.
3: Yeah, it's so good, dude.
2: Well, because it's a and Caphras
3: it's, it- is the big thing, right? Well, it's Kafris, but here's the thing like the golden chest event was probably more rewarding if you sat and spammed the golden chest, but spamming the golden chest wasn't fun. The thing I like about the fortune pouch is I could do the things I normally do and get bonuses. Like, I enjoy grinding, so it, you know, to get the extra drop from grinding and I do AFK fishing to come home and see that I had like four fortune pouches every day when I got home from work was it was cool. So, I, I like that. The, you had fun doing the everyone running around the horse track in Media. I got 10,000 oh.
0: at that event. I had plenty of fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, just, uh, I, I didn't do it
2: as much as other people, but uh, it was fairly enjoyable. All
0: day, I mean... every day, and we were in Discord calling out how many Kaffirs went up each bid. We'd all be like buying it from oh, marketplace maids. Yeah.
3: I mean, it was a it was a cool event, but I I just wish the boxes were in way
0: more places. I, in it, Korea, the they horse trap route. Or, the, or, we got the nerfed version of the chest event, just so everyone knows that was nerfed. Of course.
3: So in Korea, they were in Serendia, so like Swamp Fogan.
0: Yeah, it was just different.
3: Yeah. I don't know. It was cool. I guess. I like the fortune pouches better, though. Let me do just nothing and get the same shit. Or a bonus. Uh, yeah, but the botting's gonna be out of hand already. It's so fucking bad, dude. The Zerker thing is so annoying to me. Like, they're literally just sitting there on main channels. They don't even wear ghillie suits anymore. If it's one
0: class and one ability that's the problem, how have they not been able to fix it in three years? The one well, time they tried to they fix are... it, like, by capping... 60 FPS. I feel like that was a sea monster attempt. It just broke everything. It's just technical that was bad, due yeah. to the way the project is managed and run. And it's it's so upsetting with the amount of money Pearl Abyss pulls in that they're not able to get more competent programmers to address these technical issues. They're not willing also, to invest they, in it.
3: If they nerf that one ability, Zerkers like Rez are gonna cry. They're going to cry so much. You're
2: goddamn right.
3: Yeah, Zerkers are, yeah, they're giant, but they're giant babies. <laughs> um, All right, costumes. They, in Southeast Asia, I think it's already in Korea, right, Jeffy? They doubled the cost of, or sorry, they doubled the silver you get from selling a costume on the marketplace. And they doubled the cronstones you get for melting the costume. So the pearl price is the same. So I guess you would get, you get more silver or cronstones for spending IRL money. Um, if you're buying the costumes from the marketplace, it's no different, except I guess you have to buy fewer of them or less orders you have to put up because you get double. But the silver to cronstone ratio is the same. I mean, the only good thing really from it, in my opinion, is that there's going to be more listed. So people that can't get costumes or don't spend money will have a little bit easier time getting costumes they want for their actual character or for crown attempts. But yeah, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on the increase? And are we going to get it next week?
0: I hope it's not soon because I just extracted about 45 costumes. I really (laughs) hope I don't get burned for that. Penho. It's for one of those where Southeast Asia has always been the more pay-to-win region. Um, and it's safe to assume we'll get it eventually. I don't think we're going to get it soon. But of course, that's I, I hope we don't, because then I'm going to look like a giant idiot.
3: Yeah. I'm saving mine for my Manos Penho later. I have
2: a feeling we're going to get it pretty quick
3: yeah, maybe. I mean, you said something like Morlin is uh, asked about it,
0: right, Jeffy, or what was it's one of those where um, some members of the community have contact with cacao employees, and often they can ask questions, but the cacao employees don't actually know what Perlibus is doing. So often they won't know. Sometimes they won't say intentionally. I'm um, pretty low confidence on anyone knowing when this will happen for sure. It's all just speculation. Because often we get changes from Pearl Abyss that Kakao didn't even know about.
4: Global build, by the way.
3: (sighs) Well, I mean, we're only missing like two of their newer things, right? In NA, yeah, and I'm EU, still just,
2: uh, I find it just laughable how they used quote unquote global build as an
4: excuse to make our game more potato win. You remember That's where the phrase all it
0: was came from? Uh, remind us, it was announced at a BDO Festa, I want to say 2017, mm-hmm. and those festas are just full of ideas many of which they don't follow up on. It's the same uh, place where they announced the wall-climbing life skill, the Trina shield. the um, It was the shield and the chariot. The um, bubble build was announced there. Uh, that's where they talked about the plantations. Where it, it Half of that shit never comes out, okay? I think they also mentioned class balance. Like we we know it's just a PR thing, in the yeah, but now that's happening. Catchphrase that everyone latched to.
2: They are in the classes. It's called succession, dude. It's gonna balance the classes.
3: All right, I've been I've been asked by multiple people to help. It's succession. session. Whatever. <laughs> no, whatever me. Wait, real quick. So what? What are your what are your thoughts on succession? Jeffy, from what you've seen. And is the which one going to be cool?
0: I haven't looked too far into it. Um, in general, they're taking content from BDO Mobile and pulling it into the retail version of the game, which is mostly going to confound the combat system. It's I don't think it's gonna increase balance, it's just gonna shake things up a lot. No, dude, they said um, it's gonna balance it. Not in a good way. No. <laughs>
2: They said that it's gonna yeah. balance the PvP. Don't worry about it. Don't analyze that statement at all. Just they're it's gonna balance it.
3: I don't see how it can't make it perfectly balanced too. Yeah. This is part it's of the global of, build. It's sort of foolproof. Um well, the, the global build, is the,
1: the global build includes
2: into- mobile.
0: <laughs> at the end of the day, players get to choose do you wanna go for your succession abilities, or do you go for your awakened abilities? So for each class, one is just going to be better. So a lot of players won't even use their succession.
3: Yeah. That's probably true and sad. That part is a little bit of a bummer,
0: to be honest, though. Like, I mean, I don't know how time, if you ask me.
3: There's a lot of like, I mean, I, I saw someone else mention this on Reddit, but it's there's so many games that have multiple trees, and at the end of the day, it ends up you just pick one. It, it almost always. It's like there's always like a cookie cutter version that just is the best. So I don't know. I don't know how you combat that. But. I
2: mean, you just have to. I mean, easier said than done. I'm well aware, but you just have to try to make them relatively equal. And that's all you can do, really, because the last thing you want to do is like force players to play one specific way you want to give them options. But, you yeah. know, I don't know. While I'm excited for Suck Session, uh, mm-hmm. I do understand that like I'm well aware and I haven't shied away from the fact that this is only going to complicate the game further. It's like arguably not very good for the game, even though I am excited for it. And I do think there are going to be some benefits. I think you're going to see a surge in player base when they finally release it, whether those players are going to stay around. Who knows? Probably not. But uh, it's certainly not going to balance things out like Herlibus claims it will. That's such a actually retarded statement. I don't know what's up with that. But, yeah, I don't know. Again, easier said than done, but all they can do is try to balance it. Which, again, makes it more frustrating when
0: this company just doesn't do anything it's not in their best interest to balance the game. Financially, they're better off to rotate imbalances around to encourage players to re-roll, with some interest in playing a new I, class no, and I, spending I, money I, on the new class.
3: I, yeah. I agree with the statement, but they're not practicing that in any way because they're not buffing anybody. They haven't buffed but, anybody for like what, what is the last time a class have you got not a buff? been hit by that a would, no spin? Re-rolls. <laughs> I mean, I I guess, but Kuno's still one of the least played classes. So it's like the theory is is sound. It's just not happening in practice. That's my only thing with it. I, I don't disagree with the theory and that it, it does make a lot of sense. I'm just not seeing it because, like, they're. I mean,
0: they're, the shy. Like, I don't think people understand how powerful shy is. If they knew, a lot more shys running around.
3: Also, if that theory to support that theory wouldn't you go back and buff like why wouldn't you buff ranger rangers archetype is like one of the most powerful or the most popular in any game and
0: i think with succession you will see it it. i think with succession you're going to see ranger is going to turn into a ranged class again and they're going to be really powerful it's just this company is slow it's a big complicated game and they're a small indie company so Everything they do takes time. What
4: was that sound effect you just made, Rosa? Uh, Nothing. You don't think they're small?
2: Uh, I think they're rich. So if they're small, then that's a fault on them. they, they
0: They could hire more or better staff, or they could purchase internet spaceships. And they went with purchasing internet spaceships.
4: Explain.
0: Uh, Eve uh, Online, Perlabus bought oh, yeah. their the entire game, basically. They bought out the company and then proceeded to ruin it. Shocker. Big shocker. Yeah. A lot of salty Eve vets. Uh, if you find one, if you just find an Eve veteran out in the world, ask them how they feel about their new Perlabus overlord, their new Korean overlord. Yeah, I mean,
2: that, but that's the thing, right? Is it's like, I don't know. Like, they're so rich. They make so much money. So it's like, just hire more and or better people to do all these things. Like, there's no reason for, like, some of the smallest, like, stupid shit. Like, the fact that y- you can't war hero if you own a territory. And that being a technical limitation. There's no reason for that. There's absolutely no reason for that. Like, that's insanity to me, for a company to be so rich and still have that be an issue, because it's essentially a bug, is basically what it is. It's just one that they don't care about, so they don't. nobody calls it a bug. I don't know. That,
3: uh, that's insane to me. The War Hero thing? Yeah. Well, how is that a bug? Not being able to it's war it's a bug
2: in effect, like it's not an intended thing, is what I'm saying.
3: It is intended because the fort thing is like, all right, so you can't war here out if your fort is placed, right? But if you win a territory or if you win a node war, your fort is still there, still on the territory. Like, you could that that's that is a conscious choice by them. They don't want you to war here out if you own a territory, that's on them. I don't, I don't think that that's a bug. I really don't. They can definitely do that.
2: I think that, but I'm not saying that it's a bug. I'm saying, in effect, it's similar to a bug in that it's not a design choice that they specifically made. I don't think it is, anyway. I think, I, I, I think, I, is. I kind of agree with what Jeffy was saying, where he was saying that they basically, because the fort goes down instantly, uh, for the next siege, you're not able to war hero out because your fort is placed. And you can't war hero when your fort is placed. And I think that they looked at that and they were like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, I don't. Yeah.
3: Think- but your fort, your fort is still placed. Like for, is it, is your fort not still down for the four days that you own the node until the node resets on the day uh it's available? to But place it's again?
2: not like, that's not an upcoming war though. So like, there's, like yeah, the fort is there, but that's not like the fort that you are now going to play around. It's essentially a ghost fort, right? And the only purpose for it is that you can't place around it whenever if you build on that uh node war zone again.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess. I guess it's possible. It's not it's not not possible. I'm. But. I'm.
2: That's what I think. I don't know. I'm buying. I'm buying into it. I'm putting on my tinfoil, whatever.
3: I know you love that thing. Your tinfoil gets so much used to. You got to wash that thing.
2: Uh, I can't. If I take it off, what am I supposed to do?
3: You're not gonna know what's up. Yeah,
2: there. dude. At the end of the day, uh, uh, I don't know. Pearl fucking sucks. They created uh,
4: such a good
2: game, and they're one of the worst fucking companies i've ever seen in my entire life
4: honestly
3: well on that note um we probably should move on to user comments uh jeffy i want to thank you so much for for coming on and talking with us about some random ass bullshit about the life skill stuff i know a lot of that stuff you answer it over and over and over again but i'm sure there's new people out there that really appreciate you answering the questions i appreciate you answering the questions so yeah, um, we'll link your your guide in the video. Um, we'll post it in the I posted in the Discord already, but I'll post in I'll repost it again when the video is up. Um, yeah, so thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Where can uh, people find you or your stream? What times do you stream? Your YouTube channel, all that stuff.
0: Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, sorry, got a little rambly there. I, I stream in the evenings, you know, eight o'clock Eastern, pretty much every day. And I've got my own personal Discord, which is you can find via my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash JeffyTheWise. And if you guys have questions, just stop by, ask, hang out, chat. I'm here to be helpful. Um, helps keep me involved with the community and enjoying the game. Um, but again, thanks for having me, and it uh, was a good podcast.
3: Yeah, I when I, I I was talking to Cairo about you, I was like, like a little while back, I was like, dude, I kind of want to have Jeffy the Wise on. He's like, wait, are you serious? He's such a troll, though. <laughs> he's just gonna troll you. And I was just like, really? Oh, I think it's super helpful. He's like guides and stuff.
0: I yeah, do troll people who deserve it. Yes. Yeah, that makes he likes,
3: sense. He likes make being made fun of because he has... Uh, full pen armor and he doesn't even have three thirty one DP. Um. Oh. Anyway, yeah. So thanks yeah, again. Yeah. Well. I <laughs> Volpus. Volpus. I say Cairo, but I guess you guys know him all as Volpus because his family. Um. Anyway, yeah. So thanks again for coming on, man. Uh. Reza, are you ready to get to the comments? Are you reading them this time? I can. Do you want me to? Or do you want to? Uh. Yeah. Kind of. I'm stuck doing gr- fucking Abib Griffins. Oh, Christ. Seriously? No. I'm with Scared Bear. We've been doing camo scrolls this whole time, and it's awful. Oh, you should have told me,
2: dude. I actually I have so many scrolls that I've been holding onto for literally no. like three months that I don't have anybody to do them with.
3: There's a reason we didn't tell anybody else. I do not want to wait around for more.
2: <laughs> dude, what do you. T- I have, uh, let's see, I have eight Gyphins. I have 24 Roneros, 17 manchuans. Like, think of how much more shit yeah. you could have gotten.
4: <laughs> uh, let me pull up the comments real quick. Um, thanks, everybody, for leaving a comment on the last video. Really appreciate it. Make sure... You drop one on this one as well. Wait, that's... Ah, shit. I clicked on the wrong video. Clicked on the tier list. It was, uh... Vanguard's, right? Yes. (laughs) That was our last guest, Vanguard's. Things are a little chaotic. I'm struggling here. Alright. Pull this bitch up on screen. Okay.
2: Uh halos x septum says glad this podcast exists so i'm not
4: dreading grinding all day or being hella bored during so you're welcome you're welcome what the fuck is that name oh it's no looky looky i
2: was like i was trying to decode what the fuck this name was no looky looky it says the tier list was well explained don't listen to the haters. Yeah, I hate calling people haters. Uh, I like to call them retards because it's mostly what they were. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. No,
3: no, people disagree. They're not retarded because they disagree. No, no,
2: no, no, no. I'm not no. talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who didn't even like watch the thing and then are reeing at us for an opinion that they actually didn't even receive. Like, those people are retards. If you, if in my opinion, if you have a disagreement, that's fine. If you say this is what I think it is, that's fine. If you say like you people are stupid and you don't know what you're talking about, but you didn't even like watch what we were saying, you're kind of retarded. So that's my honest opinion about it. Like you can't shit on other people's opinion if you don't know what their opinion is. Like,
3: I, I guess that's less harsh, but at the same time, the overall opinion is there. Yeah. Regardless of reasoning with the image. Yeah. So, and again,
2: I have no problem with someone skipping to the end and then saying, I disagree with this. This is what I think it is. Like, that's fine. Like, whatever. I, again, I don't like it because I'd rather you get our explanation. Because I think if you got our explanation, you would find yourself agreeing with us for the most part, honestly.
4: But, like, the, I, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The animosity that some people have.
2: It's so strange. I don't get it. Like, it's just very strange. Again, I, yeah. I have no problem. The with
3: animosity, it. I agree. The people that are uh, angry, yeah. those those people are, are morons, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, being angry at anyone's opinion is like, yeah. It's okay. like, dude. Although, no, you know what? I'm, I'm always angry at your opinion, so never mind. Actually, <laughs> I get it now.
2: Like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's hard to explain. Again, I don't have a problem with someone saying like, like I disagree. This is what I think it is. Like that's fine. That's whatever. It's the people that come with such animosity. They don't like listen to what we have to say. They don't care about what we did. It's the people that are like, you know, oh, I stopped watching when you ranked my class. This, you know, it's so much worse. You guys are fucking retards. Yeah, it's like, oh my god. Like, I, I, I just don't. This care. is
3: the worst tier list in the history of tier lists
2: was that a was that a trump impression
3: what no did it sound like trump
2: well it kind of impression it kind of it kind of uh mirrored like uh this is the worst trade deal in the history of trade or you know like whatever he said like whenever he first got in office right it was the best trade deal is that what he said i'm trying to remember that
3: was a you just did a goblin voice i'm not gonna get into what he said i'm we're gonna move on what's the next comment
2: magnu (gasps) five cream apostrophe says frosty's giggle is just too pure also that yeah at 22829 uh was amazing. PS show the comments all the time. Great podcast Frosty and the Potato. Appreciate it, fam.
3: I am not showing the comments this time cuz Resler's reading them and I have to finish these scrolls. I apologize.
2: I'll I'll show them. That's why I have them on screen right now. Which actually Okay, cool. I need to turn off my chat block so that we can see all of it. There we go. That's better.
4: Um Yeah, I'll I'll slap this bitch up on screen. No worries. Cool. Um, Nayashi says,
2: alright, if I break a warrior block, that bitch better be staggered. Just saying lol. Large scale is different, (laughs) I know, but that's PA's fault for creating archer. While you're at it, remove animation stutters while being hit, like chase ending early because wizard AOE hits you and then you get CC'd. That would help so many classes in large scale. That's more of an issue than block breaks IMO. Yeah, so uh, I agree with the animation stutter, especially as a berserker. That shit is really frustrating and gets old very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the warrior block break thing again. I just think that in the current state of the game, like it's too punishing. Like forward guard is supposed to be how they survive. They don't survive with iframes, They don't survive with super arm. They survive with fronts. They guards. do have
3: an I- and they do have some super armors.
2: Yeah, but that's not how they survive, right? So you I mean it's an aspect. You would say it's an aspect, sure, but it's not how they survive. Frontal Guard is also on Wizard, but it's not how they survive. How you're supposed to survive as a it's wizard is super armors. That's that's their main protection, that's what they do to survive. If you look at a Kuno, they have block, sure, but that's not their well, main way to survive. Their main way to survive is iframes
3: oh wait what no okay so first of all they have how
2: do you disagree with that
3: they have one iframe
2: on a two second
4: cooldown not even it's like
3: it's also super armor it's also super armor on the start and super armor on the end of it that's not how they survive they survive by just not being near the fight and coming in invisible (laughs) that's a god. different let's not compare it to other classes look here's the thing with your block argument i get what you're saying that the block is an important aspect and it should be strong but the stagger is the punishment for abusing your block so if they need to make the block is it stronger abusing it? It, no if that let me finish my fucking thought if the block needs to be stronger then fine so be it i'm not disagreeing with that and i like that change they made where you get DP every time your block is hit on with succession. And maybe that should come to the actual like the current version of the game as well. But the stagger is I, I like the stagger because it's a thing where it's like it's if you over abuse it, you run out and you die. It's like no it's not dissimilar than like stamina on a on a lot of classes. On a Sork, if you can get them to run out of stamina, they're that's it. They're done. And yeah. I think that's that part of it I think is fine with Warrior. That's all I'm saying. I do agree the block should be stronger, but not the the stagger shouldn't be and You shouldn't be rewarded for your block breaking, which is what the idea was last week. You got what um, Vanguard said, or you said, one of you guys said that you should be an iframe during our super armor. It no, like, that wait, wasn't
2: what? me. That was all Vanguard's. I don't I think that's kidding. what should happen. I just think it, it in the current state of the game, where everybody's walking around with 269 fucking minimum, like most people in like these tier two guilds are walking around with 265 to 269 minimum, it, it's way too easy to break the block. You break the block. Like I'm at 265 AP, I can break a warrior's block even at like 310 DP with an ancient way split shot. One ability, one flow. Block is now broken. Like how? Like, and they get cc'd for it because they get staggered, and the split shot's going to cc them. How is that fair?
3: I mean, at the same time, like Jeffy was saying, you kind of—if the warrior had invested money in their DP instead of just going above and beyond an AP, would they so survive? So now you're that?
2: saying that okay, if you if you want your block to survive, you have to not kill people, and you have to build DP memes so that way you don't get staggered and you can actually fight it's, people with 270 ap
3: don't don't diminish it by calling it a dp meme like getting pen armors is not a dp meme dp meme is like when you're going like mano accessories and shit which is not what i'm talking about like i all right let's say you're from the zerkers point of view like what should you have to do to break a block because an ancient wave split shot like if both of those are hitting a warrior straight on Should there not be some, like, reward for that? Because that's a long cooldown, too. It's not like you get to just throw ancient waves willy-nilly.
2: Yeah, but you shouldn't... If you're a Zerker and you're ancient wave split-shotting into a warrior's block, in my Mm. honest opinion, you should be, in a way, punished for that. Because that's not a smart move to do. Except it is, because we're in this weird weird fucking world where blocks break in one fucking hit. (laughs) Yeah. So, like... You should, honestly, you should be punished for blowing your nuke on someone who is not CC'd and is absorbing all the damage.
4: Yeah.
2: That person should be punished. But they're not. But they're not. Because we're in this world where you can choose to just throw out your biggest damage nuke ability at a target who is going to absorb at least most of the damage and is not CC'd. And that's okay.
3: I'm with you. you Look, I... I'm going to half agree with you. I agree the block should be stronger, but I also agree, or I also think that if you're going to play warrior these days, you just got to accept that you're going to have to actually enhance your armors past tet.
2: Yeah. And then just Um, but not as fast as everybody else already, considering that your Pv is
3: super good. Yeah, you're a warrior anyway. You're life-skilling, let's be honest.
2: I don't know. I just think that's such like a I, I just I I I just I hate that so much. That's like saying like, yeah, I mean, you know, Sork may have some stamina issues, but just uh, you know, AFK run around at night instead of, you know, fishing or processing. That's your problem, not the games. Like that's such a cop out well, argument.
3: Except that Sorks are just playing around it. The Warriors don't want to.
2: No, they are though. Except it's bad. The way of I mean, playing around it doesn't work.
3: Is Zethian's block breaking? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, Zethian's like, also is it?
2: like the most geared person because, on the server. So what exactly is your? Yes, argument? but
3: he he didn't but he didn't have he didn't have to be he didn't have to get up to two eighty five to get there. He could have like gotten to two sixty nine and started building DP. DP is not harder to make than AP.
2: No, I wouldn't argue that either. But what it does do is it makes your income the same, whereas getting bonuses in your AP increases your income, further allowing you to get more gear, including DP.
3: Well, then you can do the AP first and then start working on the DP. Just know that your block's probably going to break. <laughs> I mean, I again, I don't know how many times I could say I agree that the block should be stronger in general, regardless of whether or not they have DP. But, like, I just don't think a warrior should be able to walk around forever, like, not getting punished. Either.
2: But my point is they, right now, that's not happening.
3: I know. That's why I said their block should be improved. But to get, like, to get a benefit for your block breaking is absurd. But also, if, like, the balance change is that, like, now their block just can't break, that also is absurd. Yeah. Even if that's their primary, like, or maybe make maybe make it stamina based. Maybe make this the block actually absurd, but you, when you're holding your block, it's draining draining That's stamina. That's
2: actually one of the things Me. that I suggested a very very long time ago before head chase consumed stamina, because warrior had no use of stamina, and I was like, well, why mm-hmm. not tie your block to stamina since we have no use for it anyway? It would actually give meaning to the stamina bar. But now right. that Head chase uses stamina, that would probably kill the class even more, in all honesty.
3: Yeah, I mean I guess you'd you'd have to reduce the stamina cost of some stuff to make it make sense. I don't I know. Just, like some sort I of just, limit.
2: They need to apply the whole getting hit on your block increases your damage reduction to warrior as a whole. Yeah. That that's honestly what they need to do. And then leave the stagger on, because as long as the block is powerful and it allows them to be actually protected, then they should get punished if you break it.
3: Right. I 100% agree with that. So. All right. Yeah. Next comment. But yeah, 100% agree. I'm with you.
2: Tim says, Never done altar of blood never will need a group with a ton of gear to get far enough for the rewards to be worth it.
3: The current altar of Blood is a lot easier, though. And the rewards you get for completing some of the stuff the first time are very good. I, I believe you get a 50 mil gold bar. You get a uh, 50 stack for completing level 9. You can do, you can get carried if you just bring two other geared people to level 9. That's a free 100 stack. You also get 50 Capra stones. Um, I do think it's worth doing one time, even if you aren't that geared. At least try to get some friends to go with you and help you with it. Yeah. You're and they made it. They did make it easier, so it takes way less time. You could go from one to nine now in like fifty minutes. Unless like the whole way through. Uh,
2: unless you're like me and have sworn off enhancing, and then that stack is worthless to you.
3: So, <laughs> did you? You're 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 done with it?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I swore it off. I'm I'm done. I'm done playing this gamble machine. It's very frustrating. It's honestly the worst aspect of this game. Um. And I think that's why most players quit, including myself. I have definitely, some of the breaks that I've taken in the past have been because of enhancing. So, yeah, I'm done. I'm just saving up money. I'm going to save up money and buy a Tech Crescent and then do the rest of the Bartali's log. And then I'll be at 273. And then once I'm at 273, I'm just going to start trying to get DP, basically. Yeah, that's not horrible.
3: I do. It's good. So
2: I currently, I got two bills sitting in the bank. Got to save up another like three or something because the market is shit. And, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, I kind of, I didn't swear off it. I just started doing enhancing again for like my eye of the ruins and I have to do at least one of the, I can't, I, I don't know if Dim tree drops, but I cannot justify paying 25 bill for one armor piece. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to do the Dim Tree, but I'm probably going to buy the second pen armor I need, whatever boots I end up going with. I can't. Um,
2: The Shepherd 112 says, on the topic of most hated classes right now, as an archer, I get shit all the time. I don't let it bother me, but I get told to play a real class and kill yourself all the time. It's just weird how much hate archer gets.
3: Yeah, Welcome I was Welcome to 2018 curious. Ninja. <laughs> when I read that, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the most hated class in the game is? That every time someone runs into them, it's just like, fuck this person that plays this class for playing this class. I think it's still Ninja. You think it's still Ninja?
2: Yeah, I think it's still Ninja. And I think uh, overall, I think it's still Ninja. And then Archer is like, slightly behind it, I think.
3: I think, I think Sork's up I there. I think man. Sork is
2: up there too. I think Sork is probably number three and number four.
3: I think the two I, I think Warrior and Valk had it pretty bad for a while there, but I don't think I think the king of all of it, like the all time most hated class during a period has to be the Mystic.
2: Yeah.
3: Like Peep Launch Mystic was fucking the hatred dude was it was nutty and you were considered like at least with ninja even the people that hate it like are like well you had at least you have to practice but on mystic it was like you're also an idiot if you play this class i
2: don't know dude the hatred that warrior mains had back when we still had lingering like the amount of times i would get told to like play an actual class and like oh you're so dog shit you have to play warrior by like musas or sorts and stuff back in the day Mm-hmm. was, like, actually kind of hilarious and sad at the same time. <laughs> Which, like, I'll be the first one yeah. to say that Lingering was broken as fuck. It honestly should have never been in the game in the first place, and it made it super unfair for classes that didn't have a grab. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't make the class, buddy. I just play it, so.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Hating someone for the class is lame. Because, like, You know, most people are not even, there are a lot of people, I guess, that play just because of how strong the class is, but the play styles are so different. Like, Archer is really strong, but I don't enjoy it, so I can't play it. Like, there's a lot of people that just, they pick a class because they like the style and the weapons and how it looks and everything and how it feels to play, regardless of its strength, and there's still a lot of DKs. So, hating on someone because they like a class, the balance is not their fault, honestly. So it's kind of a waste of breath. It also ruins friendships. No one wants to hear that shit. After a while it gets old.
2: Yep. Um Kelly Zregby says, I watched that tearless guide all the way through. It was pretty fair. Yeah, we tried. We tried. Apparently we failed.
3: (laughs) We tried and failed. It was a good effort though. It was fun.
2: Good effort. Davey Jones BDO says, Thank you guys for your work and effort you put into it. Appreciate it, man. Gregory says, "Hey guys, I've been listening to you guys since I started a couple months ago. I enjoy getting to hear the opinions of level-headed people who have been playing for a while. Keep up the good work. Maybe we could duel if I ever hit full try boss gear within the decade.
3: We could duel anyway. Make a trial character, finish your Bartali, make a trial character. He'll have 258 AP, and we'll be we could duel." We could do a King of the Hill night or whatever where we only bring trials. I'd be done.
2: Kazingus says, I am waiting for podcast with Blade Book Quests.
3: Ooh. That'd be a good one, huh? Yeah. Didn't he just make 50 billion silver in five hours? What? <laughs> he recently put up a video where he said he made like 50 billion silver in five hours.
2: See, like that... Ugh.
3: He's got some cool headlines, all right? Give him a break.
2: That's the thing I hate about life skillers no offense to to life skillers out there, including jeffy, but like the amount of times <laughs> I hear like, oh dude, I just made like four hundred mil in like like forty five minutes. It's like, yeah, but how much time before that forty five minutes did you sink into this like they never talk about it, that yeah they they never and like I'm glad that jeffy pointed out like the fact that like. Listen, if you want to get into life-skilling, yes, you can make profit, but it's an investment. You have to spend time. You have to put effort into it. I appreciate that he, like, pointed that out because there's so many people that only talk about the results and they, like, show it off like they didn't, like, spend, like, a year, like, obtaining these mats, processing this shit. Like, all they ever talk about is how, like, oh, dude, I just made 400 mil in, in 45 minutes, 30
4: minutes. It's just so like it's so
3: disingenuous.
4: Hey, hey Bert. Hey, Ernie. It's
3: <laughs> like Bert and Ernie, dude. You got which is a life skill, man. I gather. Hey, Bert. <laughs> it's
2: just so disingenuous. I fucking hate it. Um.
3: Yeah. I. I. We used to have that too with like uh some of the some of the life skillers would do like cooking back then, where it was like, dude, cooking took some setup first of all you had to gather so you had to invest a significant amount of time to gather you had to get proper cooking tool or utensil you had to enhance your cooking clothes you had to do whatever you could to get your cooking time down you had to buy the pearl item and then they'd be like this is back when like we were making 15 20 mil an hour gauze and they'd be like oh dude i make 55 mil an hour cooking easily and i'm like but there's other investment in what you did I realize I'm repeating basically what you just said, but it it annoyed me too, is the yeah, point. Sorry, it's, go on.
2: It's very annoying. It, yeah. It's it's just very frustrating.
3: Um grind in fairness, grinders do that shit too, dude. The amount of people that grind that say that they make like two hundred and fifty mil an hour at star's end, where you're just like, wait, you're counting the one hour you got the earring as that's your average? Okay.
2: Do people do but, that though?
3: fuck yeah they do that shit dude i
2: don't you know i don't i don't converse with those people i guess usually the people that i talk to about grinding when they get drops they say i got this and this rare drop they don't like add it in or if they do they do it jokingly like somebody right. will go grind in history get a tongue grad after five seconds and then go like oh yeah like i made the blah 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 you know like as a joke hmm.
3: I mean, I think you can add it in over time. You just got to average it. Like, if I grind for 20 hours and right. get two distortion earrings, I'm going to divide that post tax, whatever it ends up being, 270 mil plus 270 mil, divide that over the 20 hours to add to my total, I guess. But yeah, to be like, oh, I grinded stars in for an hour and got a distortion earrings. So I make 400 mil an hour generally over there. It's like, eh, no, you don't.
2: All right. Um, Harambe has a couple comments here. He says, not related to this podcast, but I want to hear what you guys would think about the idea I had. I was thinking maybe they should make the teleport more like DK or Sork iframe, make it stamina based and make the stamina cost really high so it can only TP three times max or so with full stamina. Keep the double TP on the seven second cooldown so repositioning is easier and it won't be insanely broken unless the cost is too low. If the cost is high, it could even make it easier to catch a witch because all the evasion is stand-based as well, so no avoiding anyone forever. But you could move more easily through all aspects of play since all skills basically lock you in place.
3: And and it's an eye... So they basically would get three eye frames plus the double teleport every seven seconds. <laughs> I mean, that might be a little bit too strong. Um, but I like the idea.
2: I think that's a pretty good idea I, I think uh I don't know i my question is do they need it and I find myself saying yeah. no, <laughs> not
3: not really. I just like a more simple a more simple solution would be just give an iframe to magical evasion on like a five yeah, second
2: i agree, so they actually have like something that will help them in one v one. With like dodging, yeah, that they can use and shit.
3: The good players can time it and manage the cooldown properly, and the bad players, it makes little to no difference, right?
2: Exactly. Um, he also says they should add a life skill where you can tame pets, make those pets sellable on the central market with a pet tag or something. Have them do a quest
4: to get licensed and buy tags needed to make pets transferable from Pearl Shop for like a dollar a piece. Uh,
3: I guess I don't fully understand this one.
2: Essentially, go out and catch pets in the wild, like your pets that pick up loot.
3: Right. Um. I mean, that I guess would be that'd be cool. But then, what about all the people that already have pets? i feel pretty pissed if I paid money getting like pets and now you just go catch them. I would have just done that. <laughs> I mean.
2: <laughs> again a bit. i think it comes down to like catch-up mechanics are similar right it's like you spend yeah. I all mean, this time yeah. getting this gear and then now people get to that gear that you were at five months ago that took you three years to work on in you know two
3: months yeah true to be honest i, I actually wouldn't really care if they did that would be fine but i i definitely know people would be like
2: oh people would be pissed fuck? yeah people would be really upset but
3: yeah i i got i got goofy pet once. I was trying to make a polar bear T4 and it had an 85% chance and it fucking failed. <laughs> I, Dude, seriously. Yes. I was
4: so mad.
3: Yes,
2: Frosty finally fails for once.
3: What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, and then he says, Add Frosty. I think Tamer will be good on Xbox. Add player is 500 to 553. Not many with gold accessories yet. What kind of AP would you need to stomp face? Most people are around 300 DP, just the DP meme strikers and warriors gonna be higher than that. Gamer comes out on October 2nd.
3: Um Do they have Awakening? Is it coming out with Awakening?
4: I have no idea. Probably not. I don't think they have
3: awakening
2: yet, do yeah. they?
3: Shit. If it's not awakening, then I have no I have no idea, dude. If it has awakening and everyone's three 300- hundred DP then you basically if you get to 257 or 261 you can kill pretty on a tamer with proper combo I think it'll be fine on Xbox controller to be honest you don't hotbar a lot of stuff I I think the Xbox controller is more limiting for classes where you have to hotbar a lot of Mm -hmm. shit or maybe maybe with a lot of screen turning but I, I just don't think I don't think tamer has a lot of screen movement like jerky screen movement that you have to do for the most part um, I think Tamer would be good.
2: Mark Ribalta says, "Okay, the shit is starting to be worse than drugs." Good job.
3: Appreciate it. Oh, the podcast or the game?
2: I'm guessing the podcast. Considering he said good job, I don't know. Would you say good job to Pearl Abyss on our comment section?
3: <laughs> Dude, we need to get we need to get a donation jar going so the people that are addicted to the drug <laughs> spend the same kind of money they would on drugs. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, Ashton James says nice Tet Tongrad didn't know they gave HP like Tet Ruins. About all it.
3: right, it was a mistake. I apologize. I know. Dude, people were like getting all on me about that. <laughs> I was when I was looking at the gear from the one dude's comment. He had two Eye of the Ruins rings, and I called them Tungrad rings. I glanced at them for a second, so I, I apologize. But either way, it was still the point stands. It was a huge loss. <laughs>
2: Uh, knee. I, what the fuck? This is some Asian shit. Nishin. I think is how you say that. I don't know. Uh, your grab was straight double that of Valks back in the day. Is this guy serious? I don't know what he's referencing to.
3: Uh, he's talking about Vanguard said that he made a comment. I, I'm paraphrasing here about there being, that the Valk warrior matchup was like he didn't understand what Valks were complaining about, not the matchup specifically, but just the strength and overall comparison. Because Valks would be like, "Well, I have no grab, or my grab is small," and it's like, "Okay, but you have PA and heal and celestial sphere." And this guy's saying, "Your your grab is literally double our range." So, I mean, the, you have a point, but like the Valk didn't need to rely on grab as much as a warrior did because you had, I mean, Celestial Spear was super armor. Especially with the block. They actually, I guess it was always super armor, people say, but I don't know if that was just because of the block cancel. But I don't know, man. You guys had I I think I was, Valk was so good back then. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, was Warrior or Valk better? I guess it depends. I think Warrior was better until Rabams and Absolutes came out, and then Valk was better. I'll say that.
2: Um, Empyrean Dreamer says, As much as I would love it if they fixed the desync, the fact that they haven't tells me the problem is baked very deep into the netcode, and it is too late to fix. They clearly didn't have enough foresight or spend the time to make sure it was up to the task, especially if they planned on making the game so fast-paced and movement-heavy. At this point, we should just accept that desync is a fact of BDO, and it's very unlikely to change.
3: I mean, I don't disagree with the final, the concluding statement. But the beginning is like, then, I mean, so should they just not have made it an action game, I guess, is the solution? Because there's really no action games, especially MMOs, have really solved desync yet. So I guess their option they could have just made it tab target and it would be a lot better. If that's the argument, I don't know. Uh, I still think they can improve it. I don't think netcode is why. I think there's a lot of factors that they could do to improve it and i do not believe that it is set in stone unless yeah, I they're mean, I, not you going can, to try to fix it they can you, mitigate i'm not saying they can eliminate it but they can mitigate it
2: you can see it in the fact that some people desync more than others just straight up like it's mm-hmm. it's obviously not just a net code thing i mean it's right. not something that's equal <clears throat> across everything like frosty lives five minutes from the server and he very rarely desyncs. I live in Texas, and I desync a whole fucking lot.
3: But yeah, go, it, go talk to Benzi and Kip about how much they were desyncing during the Kickout tournament because it was non-existent. It just didn't happen. Yeah, they were still using the same software, but even they just had no latency. Even
2: then, it's not even like it's not a hundred percent like a distance from the server thing either. Because I know people on the East Coast that desync less than I do here in texas but like it so it's just kind of like it, it, there's a myriad of issues that caused it um i think the worst thing that could happen is that we just accept it quote unquote
3: yeah that's the thing. we can't just accept yeah, it like i also hate balancing around desync like people want to remove grabs because desync can't be fixed and i, I just think that's so silly
2: like if you want to say that like it's a fact of BDO and it's unlikely to change. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. I disagree with we should accept it. I'll, I'll never accept desync because it's not intended. So why would I accept something that's not intended and not beneficial in any way to this game? It's only a hurtful thing. It is only a negative. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep bitching about it until they do something about it, which will probably be never, but until the day I uh, stop playing. Laggy Skills says, I enjoy listening to you guys at work. Thank you for continuing to do the podcast. I've been going back, watching all your videos. Almost running out. Keep them coming. Hashtag one podcast per day.
3: Oh, yeah. So, Maybe know, we can make
2: uh, a living off of this.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, no. Hell no. That's That would be so much time. Uh, I mean, with the new recording method, it wouldn't be as bad. Can you imagine, though, the old way doing one a day? God dang.
2: Well, I mean, still, we have the issue of, uh, like, my computer is kind of dog shit, so rendering takes a while. And then my internet's kind of dog shit, so uploading takes a while. So, I mean, there's that. A sorry says, bro, I love listening to these podcasts while grinding. It keeps me from falling asleep because I actually like the topics you guys talk about. Keep them up. God bless. Well, hopefully you like life skills.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: I have a feeling some people are going to be a little bored with this one but hopefully people find it in 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 informative is that the word? That's the word, right? Informative? Frosty help me out here.
4: Yeah, informative, yeah.
3: Informative uh, and entertaining. Those yeah. two things are important.
2: Um I don't know how to say
4: that.
2: Ackam? <laughs> Achim? I'm going to say Ackam. Akimo7 says feels bad man the block when you are downed idea I had was get a block when you are on the ground after you got grabbed to deny the follow up cc not to grab block the grab itself Frosty SMH my head
3: Yeah I mean see I the the one of the other things I mean maybe I, I misunderstood so I apologize but one of the things I I'm almost on the opposite end I think If you get CC'd, all of your resists should be completely out the window, in my opinion, Yep. while you're CC'd. All your resists should just drop to zero. You should never be able to resist if you get CC'd. And if that means give everyone a little bit more protection so it's a little bit more difficult to CC everyone, so be it. But yeah, if I catch you, I don't want to get fucked by RNG. I think that's bullshit. It's hard enough to catch good players.
2: Yep. 100% agree.
3: Them having a block that makes them resist it even more often would just. I'm gonna take your shield and I'm gonna hit you in the face with it. In a it.
2: perfect world, in a perfect world,
4: here's what I would like to see happen to BDO. When you get CC'd by somebody,
2: they should have the person who got the CC, assuming that there's no like huge gear disparity, they should have to execute. A very complex combo that results in you dying.
3: That's what mm-hmm. I would like, like to a, see. A long combo.
2: Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. We both are at the same guild. I grab you an ancient wave and you die. Nor should it be. I start executing this super complicated combo, and then for some reason something doesn't work, and then you get up and then kill me for it. How it should work is that it should be difficult to catch people. When you do, you should have to execute a fairly complex combo because nobody's dying in two hits. And if you manage to pull off this combo without flaws, or I won't say without flaws, but, you know, fairly, you know, uh, you know, uh, almost 100% properly, close to, then that should result in a kill, assuming that the gear is relatively the same. In a perfect world, that's what I would like to see for BDO will we ever get that? probably not. but i like that's to me how i think it should work.
3: i, I know you hate me mentioning it, but i do think once everyone's dp is up, oh my outside fucking of the resist. Christ. i mean, dude, it is if you invest in in the dp, you you survive a combo. like i've seen i have to fight these players all the time where if i don't do an exactly perfect combo, they get up. And sometimes when I do an exactly perfect combo, they get up with like five percent left. So like at that point it does like that it's a hard one though because like if everyone survives a combo, then what is the point of your gear if like everyone's equalized in that way?
2: Well that's so that's the what point. it sounds like
3: you're describing, equalized gear. Well
2: no, I'm not. That's why I'm saying that in a in balance can only occur if our gear levels are similar. So I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that we balance gear in the world and make everything equalized. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is that we can only judge balance based off of a fight that is happening where two people of, of are of similar gear and skill.
1: Mm-hmm. So okay. what
2: we should uh, strive to achieve in this fight where two players are of similar gear and skill is what I said previously, which I don't think okay. like i saying again. That's okay. what I'm saying. So-
3: My question is, then, in a world where everyone builds to be glass cannon, they go 281, 296. They shouldn't be able to kill someone 296 quickly, in your opinion?
2: I mean, they can, but I'm not 296. I'm 265, and I can still kill people with... No, 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 I mean,
3: 296 DP. I mean, like, so if they're Uh, they're 281 AP, 296 DP, you think they shouldn't be killed quickly by someone with 281 AP?
2: uh, But what is, like, I just don't like I have full tet armor with Cafris. I have full tet weapon with Cafris. Mm-hmm. And it's I I like I
4: I don't see yeah.
3: what is so, equal I know what the solution is actually. Give us Renown Scoreback.
4: Give
2: us Renown Scoreback?
3: Well, I mean in a weird way, the AP gave you some tankiness. Every time you got AP you also got a little bit more tanky.
2: I actually, I don't know.
3: People hated renown, but it it seriously just needed to be redistributed. I swear, the system itself would have been fine it if it was just.
2: You're you're a hundred percent correct, and that's the thing that people don't want to like talk about with renown is that as an idea, which it's hilarious because this is just purlibus. If you had to describe Perlibus in one fucking sentence, it would be this. As an idea, it was fantastic. It
4: was just executed fucking horribly. So, but, like, the idea of, like, you know,
2: let's try and make everybody a little bit tankier. How do we do that? Well, that's not a bad idea at all. And the fact of tying it to your overall gear score isn't terrible. But I think that they just uh, they went about it wrong.
3: What about just adding another slot, that, another item slot, a new item in the game that would add DP?
2: Yeah. I mean, that... Yeah. I,
3: I don't know what people, it would be. Maybe... People are going to hate uh, that,
2: but yeah. A
3: belt a belt buckle? No, gauntlets. <sighs> yeah, but gauntlets are a weapon, so it would be like... Um, on some mm, I don't know, in pants? Maybe... What are we missing? What? Are, I feel like Diablo have has pants. more. Oh, yeah, we don't have pants. Yeah, leggings. There you go. And then it adds, I don't know, it'd, it'd probably have to be somewhere around, it, it can't be too crazy. It'd have to be like if you have Tet pants, you get like plus 30, 30 DP yeah. or something. Yeah. That'd be cool, dude, actually. Yeah. I and mean, then the maybe only- just make them not cafresable.
2: The only thing I can see is you already know people are going to bitch about having to enhance this new thing.
3: I'd be excited about it, honestly. Give me something else to go for instead of yeah, pen. <laughs> you're, you're a strange I individual. I don't want to go for pen, dude.
2: But anyway, yeah, so that, whatever. That's, in my opinion, that's how it should be. But whatever. Jeff M. says, no reason to get upset. This is BDO, Reslar. Everyone is upset. This is true. But some people are upset justifiably, and some people are retards. So, that's that.
4: Yeah.
2: Sphero-
3: dude, I, I'm, I'm hyped about this new DP armor idea.
2: <laughs> yeah? You're going to send a letter to Pearl
3: Abyss? I mean, dude, they could, like imagine in one patch it was like we've added a new armor slot called pants or leggings called or whatever <laughs> called, <laughs> <laughs> called, called jeans and you enhance them up or whatever you get like 30 maybe 30 dp at ta- 35 at pen and then they remove pa from the game in the same exact patch <laughs>
2: i'll take
3: it <laughs> that'd be fun dude all right oh. what's the next comment <laughs>
2: Sphero says, my man Vanguard's respect. P.S. I complain about large scale because I feel like the effort isn't worth the reward compared to other classes. I think I failed to phrase that correctly when I was on the podcast. You may have, and I may have just butchered your point, but the point remains that we're in large scale.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a really hard class to succeed with in large scale. No question um lost. yeah don't feel bad sir you probably did a good job yeah i mean it was a while back so yeah we just just yeah i
2: i i probably butchered your point but uh lost soul says how did you miss my comment it was in concealment did we miss lost soul's comment last I don't podcast? Know. it,
3: it might have been after we did the recording basically Maybe. I guess we probably should clarify this. I should clarify this on the next recording at the top. But if you want us to read your comment, you basically have to have it in by the end of the day, Thursday night to guarantee. Because sometimes we record Friday, sometimes we record Saturday, sometimes Sunday. So if you want to guarantee it's going to be on the show, have it in by midnight Thursday. Otherwise, we might miss it. So it's possible he added a comment. just We already recorded. I don't know. Possibly.
2: Uh, Sarah Angel says, love the podcast as always. Heard Warrior Secession plus iFrame and instantly got moist. 100% agree on the Pearl Shop subject re-costumes. No shame, but I would spend a lot more money on cosmetics if they had a wider selection. Not just new ones with cool effects like Milan Fedora, but old classic costumes for new classes, Espe- specifically Atanis and Cavaro for DK, Lawn Archer, Striker, etc., more options for costumes would mean more demand, allowing whales incentive to swipe more and line PA's pockets. Win win.
3: Yeah. More costumes would be great.
2: Yep. Shadows Army says, really enjoyed the class tier list. It's nice to hear the reasoning. Appreciate it, brother. Glad you listened to the whole thing. Apparently, that's the rarity. Um. Carlos Valencia says, always love the podcast, don't let people get to you. A majority of people on the internet are generally uneducated about most things and act on emotion. Frosty, stop re-rolling.
3: I can't. Actually, I'm going to. My goal, even if I do like Sork more than Ninja, my goal is to stay on Ninja until Succession is officially live on our server. Yeah. And, th- and then I'll go back to re-rolling. That's
2: a whole not going to happen, but okay.
3: You don't think I'll be able to stay till? Well, I guess it depends. If it ends up not coming out this year, then yeah.
2: It's not coming oh, out right. this year, brother. I hate to break it to hey, you.
3: Hey, man, they announced the Valk one. We didn't talk about it today. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. But um, I don't know. I they said, they said their goal was by the end of summer. So if they're even two months late on that. Like, by Christmas.
2: I I just don't think there's any way. Unless they release it in bits, which would be the worst fucking thing they could do. Yeah. I would but it that. wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Emino um, says, do you guys like bread?
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Bread's for those good. who don't know, we, we did a... uh Last week, we did a EU community night. Daytime for in Resonite. <laughs> yeah, and uh it actually was a ton of fun. I mean, there was like eight to ten people talking on Discord. A bunch of people in the BA, and we we're dueling. And also, like, I-, I hope all of you EU people know that if you came onto our server, I would clap the shit out of you. Okay, all of those losses were because of fucking <laughs> Every single one of them.
2: Every single one of them.
3: Every single one of them.
2: We also had like some big shots show up. Fucking.
3: Uh yeah. what's his name? Uh Denko, GM's I think big... was his name. Yeah, yeah. He's the GM uh uh Oh shit. What was the guild?
2: Uh I'm joking. No <laughs> what I was know, it?
3: fuck, I feel so fuck, bad. It
2: was um Oh my god, what was it? It's like right there on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it.
3: Uh... It's not it wasn't war, wasn't no. enemy, wasn't no uh sovereign no. it wasn't any of those there's a different we had a bunch of millennium people show teaching. up
2: but he wasn't with them
3: oh yeah we had some millennium people yeah he wasn't with them fuck i'm sorry what? Dang, what was i'm the, so sorry so.
1: name oh, no.
3: <laughs> is it is his tag is this? is it in his, no, his I don't Discord think it is. somewhere his, would we I don't think it is. not even in his like little tags or on, whatever let me let me see you know like we have like hex crew and stuff on ours? maybe dethrone dethrone there you go okay.
2: dethrone yeah i went to mutual servers and then looked what his name is in the uh, official cacao game server <laughs> 5000 iq dude
3: there you go um yeah dethrone they're not recruiting though are they aren't they like a small they do like 50 people or 70 or something I don't know. are they one of the hard cap Denko,
2: ones? plug your guild in the comments <laughs>
3: yeah there you go
2: um Orokami says, love the podcast. It's helped me fill in the gaps of my knowledge since I took a break from the game due to IRL stuff. Came back to all these catch-up mechanics and loved how easy it was. Hearing others complain about how hard it is just makes me laugh. I almost always agree with Frosty's WK philosophies and find him saying what I tell my friends. Also, Rizzler, what the fuck was Clash doing in Alejandro Farm last night? We did not stand a chance. Orokami the Valkyrie.
3: Uh what are double wk what is that
4: I don't know
3: wk w-
2: what could that stand
3: for
2: I don't know
4: I've not heard that term before
2: I haven't either I don't know what that stands uh, for What philosophies do you have that you always talk about on the podcast <laughs> Let's see Reslar's uh, stupid Reslar doesn't know what he's talking about Reslar sucks at his job Reslar can't speak Reslar says words incorrectly and what else is there
3: yeah i don't know i i yeah we do well-known philosophy well-known right? i don't know but I, I i you know i tend to agree with myself as well yeah, so
2: yeah. surprisingly um also uh alejandra farm dude that node was fun as fuck <laughs> so uh Yeah, I think I already talked to you in the Discord, but basically we're on T1s just fucking around while we're waiting to transfer GM. Uh, So, yeah, we're just kind of, like, having fun on T1s. Um, Unfortunately, T1s is, like... T1s is in this weird place where it's this refuge for guilds that are tired of getting shit on by siege guilds and T2s, but it's also the place where, like, smaller guilds are, like, trying to get into Node Wars. So essentially, because Siege Wars are pushing us out of T2s, we're pushing T1 guilds out of T1s. And uh, it kind of does feel bad, and I don't think we're going to be here much longer. Once we pass GM, I believe we're jumping straight back to uh, T2s. But uh, yeah, we end up killing people who aren't at cap, which is something important to remember, by the way. I have some people in my guild uh, while we've been on T1s talking about how it's always an equal fight because there's a gear cap and we have low numbers and like we we're only doing like 25 mans and we're pulling like 15 or something and it's like okay but you have to realize that these are tier 1s and not everyone is going to be gear capped like us like that's a very important thing to remember so don't uh don't be talking shit thinking it's such an equal fight because while it's more equal than a T2 would be for say it's still not perfect it's not like it's gear match. So
4: keep that in mind, T1 people. Nayashi says C for crippled. <laughs>
3: hmm
4: And then
3: I was gonna say C for crybaby. You're classic <laughs> bust. Uh Young Foxy, Dark Skies,
2: and Aces Over Easy all say variations of Snurtle Win. Snurdo win, Sneedle
3: win, and then Snurdle win without the H. Yeah. You know, I'm practicing against some good archers, so that way I can beat you, Snurdle, on my ninja. I'm still so bad against archer.
2: I don't know what more I can do. I gave Snurdle an opportunity to come on the podcast, and he choked. What happened? Yeah, at the King of the Hill that we did. I told him, I was like, if you clear this entire King of the Hill, then I'll bring you on the podcast as a guest. And he cleared the entire thing, except he lost to you on your ninja at the very end. He choked.
3: <laughs> oh, oh! Uh, I didn't even know that was in play. I, I messaged funny. you. You didn't see that? I, I've had you blocked for oh, a few okay. weeks.
2: Yeah, I see how it is. Yeah, I messaged you telling you I was like, hey, by the way, don't let this guy fucking beat you, otherwise we have to have him on the podcast. Luckily you, you clutched <laughs> you clutched it, so that was good.
3: Yeah, if I had known I probably would have <laughs> choked.
4: Honestly.
2: Yeah, dude. Jordan choked, so I mean that's his fault, not mine. I offered him, you know, a way. I offered him a path forward and he uh he tripped and fell off the road. So that's all I can do. I can lead a horse to water, I can't make him drink. <laughs> yeah but that's it for the comments that's that's everything um thanks everybody for leaving a comment again drop one on this one as well uh we appreciate everybody who leaves the comment telling us your thoughts on the shit that we talk about even if you disagree with us listen you can disagree i want to make it very clear because I, I said some very harsh things throughout this entire podcast You can disagree. There's absolutely nothing wrong with disagreements. There's nothing wrong with having your own opinion and that opinion differing from other people's opinion. What is not okay is the animosity and the belittling of other people having different opinions. Like I think that uh, we should be able to talk about things in a way that is respectful, even if we have disagreements. Even if we have very serious disagreements, you know, if I think that you know Berserker is overrated, which I do, and I think Berserker is actually the things that make Berserker strong in large scale make it not very fun, which I do, and you think that you know blasting people with your ultimate is the most fun thing in the world, and Berserker is the most OP class, even though those are two very different positions, we can still be respectful and you know say. We just agree to disagree. So at the end of the day, I just want to stress having a different opinion is fine. Uh, being a dickhead isn't. So just keep that in mind. So drop a comment letting us know your thoughts on the shit we talked about. Frosty, you got anything before we take off here?
3: Um, No, thank you so much, Jeffy the Wise, for coming on. Super informative. Again, all of his stuff will be linked in the YouTube video. Um, Leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, add us, um, talk to us in Discord, join the Discord. Also, share the podcast is the big thing. Post it in your guild's Discords whenever it's out or you see the video or whatever. Um, I am still pending iTunes one day. One day. We'll see what
2: We also, uh, yeah. I also wanted to bring up, we're over now 900 subscribers on the YouTube channel which is awesome and uh we'll come up with something for a thousand subscriber special i don't know what it'll be but i'll think of something and frosty will clear it and then i'll do it yeah (laughs) cool so thanks everybody for supporting the podcast have a good one we'll catch you next week